Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on June 5th, 2020. We got some sports news to talk about. Sports is slowly trickling back into our lives, Ty. Hallelujah. And uh, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, at least when it comes to sports. Uh, the NBA announced its plan to return. We already knew it was coming back to Disney World, but it kind of, you know, its plan has been thrown out there. So we kind of know what that might look like once it comes back in July. Exciting. Uh, the MLB continue to fight over whether or not they're going to play or not because, yeah, MLB sucks and they're behind everyone else. Even the MLS figured this out. It's really bad when soccer is ahead of baseball. NHL's coming back. We never talk about the NHL, but they're coming back with the playoff. That's going to be electric. I'm sure it will be for hockey fans. And, uh, I mean, football's never really been in doubt. I feel like it's always going to happen. It had enough time to kind of react to this. And then the question is, if there's going to be fans and how many fans, 
whether or not not if it's going to happen. But uh, there is some still some football news because a, a certain quarterback that's close to your heart, Ty, was uh, in the news for the wrong reasons. We'll discuss. And uh, we're going to wrap up the show. I was about to throw the intro straight in after that, but I'm I'm still going. After that, we're going to rank the uh, <laughs> we're going to rank all the DCEU movies. There's a lot of them. HBO Max, uh, yeah, HBO Max dropped. It's yeah. got all of them except for one on there. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk about them. Rank all, 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 all of them. I'm all, stuttering. All, all of them. We're both stuttering. There's a lot. That's fine. Let's do it. 20, 20, 10, 5, touchdown. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Tyler, I have a question for you. I am all ears. I thought of this question throughout this week. Maybe just every week I'll just, if I ever come up with a question that I need the answer to, you'll be the guy that I get the answer. Does it have to do with microwaves? <laughs> no, it does not have to do with microwaves and whether or not they reach their uh, technologically ceiling. ceiling. I can't talk today, man. I'm just <laughs> out of it. My question for you, Tyler. How doesn't Hawaii dominate college sports? Discuss. Elaborate. They got the best recruiting just advantage. Because I saw a tweet about some athlete going to like Hawaii University or whatever. How do they not have just the best athletes in the world being like, yeah, I'm going to go play football at Hawaii. I'm going to go live at Hawaii for these three years of my life. How are they just not dominating? So, the only thing I could think of here, because you bring this up and I 100% agree. Maybe it's because college players, quote-unquote, don't get paid, and Hawaii is an expensive place to be, and they're very far away from family. Yeah. With that being said, people travel cross-country to go play for fucking college schools yeah, like on the continent, so uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, obviously, if, uh, you know, they don't get paid, quote-unquote, don't get paid, but... I know there's some rich boosters with these big SEC schools and whatnot. So, but again, who wants to go play in Buttfuck Idaho? Well, if you're playing in Buttfuck Idaho, but under the table, you're getting paid like ten grand versus Hawaii, where your only incentive is just Hawaii. Maybe that's the reason. I think I would still take Hawaii. <laughs> just go play, have a good time, chill on the fucking beach. Can you tell me what the Hawaii football mascot is? Like the, their team name? Um, the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian. Think of the most Hawaiian thing you can think of. Tiki's. Okay. The Hawaii Rainbow no, that's, that's Warriors. Got oh, that's Rainbow Warriors? <laughs> they're that's the awesome. Rainbow Warriors. And um, they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, they're not terrible, but they are all-time record. They have a 548 winning percentage. They've only been to 13 bowl games. They're 7-6 and six and then four conference titles. Um, they don't really have any rivalries. Their number one rival is Fresno State, apparently. Wyoming and the Air Force. You would think the Navy being an island, but <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I need you to say it. <laughs> well, you know they just don't like you know aircrafts and everything after uh, Pearl Harbor. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> that's what they didn't include. It's the Japanese Air Force at the right. Oh man. <laughs> All righty. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> Um, I don't know. They should be much better. Hawaii football. I don't know why no one... Like, Southern California, too. I don't think UCLA's ever been, like, 
super dominant. Well, they used to be good, like USC and UCLA back in the day. More USC than UCLA. Yeah. But, um, so I'm like, you're in fucking Southern California. San Diego State. I don't know how good they are. Not very good. It's just got to be a thing of like recruiting plus money under the table. But uh, they did go 10-5 and five last year. Good for them. And they won. Literally, they're... Every bowl they've been to, it looks like it's just the Hawaii Bowl. It's just what they've been to the Sugar Bowl one year. Like we can't make a bowl game, so we'll make our own. Two thousand seven, they were twelve and one. That's their best year. They got to the Sugar Bowl, but yeah, it's whether or not they're good enough to play in their own bowl. That's fantastic. Maybe a maybe because you know NCAA passed a thing or they're going to pass a thing, whatever. That athletes in a few years can now make money off their likeness, so like teams can't pay them, but they could get endorsement deals. Maybe Hawaii, that's the turnaround for Hawaii. That's when Hawaii is going to be a dominant um, college football team. Could be. Only other thing I'm thinking too is uh, like accessibility for like NFL scouts and shit. Yeah. But everything's on tape now. Mm-hmm. Like you can easily access this. I don't know though, because if you're an NFL scout and you know there's like a five star guy in Hawaii, you're going to be freaking begging your team to send you to go watch him. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> like, no, I'm telling you, he's the next Tom Brady. You got to send me out there. <laughs> I. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Who do you think the best player from Hawaii is? Uh, Marcus Mariota. No, like from the college. No idea. <laughs> Let's see, Ty. What was Marcus Mariota who's from Hawaii, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know he played for Oregon. I believe he's Marcus I, I wish Mariota, I could sort football this. quarterback. Born. Selected to a Pro Bowl and won a Super Bowl. There's a few of them. Fuck. I don't. I haven't heard of any of these players tie maybe that's why isaac sapoga bugga it's a cool name yeah i don't Fuck i don't yeah, get it to high school in hawaii he was born in honolulu nailed it again so maybe if you live in hawaii i can understand being like all right i'm gonna go to oregon like i'm kind of over hawaii i know what hawaii is like but i i don't know if i was getting recruited by like colleges to play sports i'd go to hawaii oh for sure any day of the week dude Especially if you weren't like a five-star recruit. Yeah. Like you're going to be like, you're like, yeah, I got a chance playing the NFL, but like schools still are giving me offers. Zero fucking doubt in my mind that I'm Well, maybe that's why they're bad is because that's the, like the only people they get. I mean, maybe. And then they fill out their roster because all those people just say yes too soon. So then they, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have enough room. <laughs> maybe that's the thing is everyone wants to go there and they just say yes to the bad players before having the good players ask them. <laughs> it, I, it doesn't make sense. That's a job. The Hawaii, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. If you're listening, I will coach any one of your sports, even sports I have no like. I'll I'll coach the golf team. That'd be amazing. Just golf in Hawaiian golf courses. Fuck yeah. Sign oh, me up. Hawaii. Do they have a golf team? You're essentially retired. Golf team. Yeah. Yeah. They University of Hawaii has a golf team. Are they good? They should be. Um, I don't know. Never hear any powerhouse golf team schools. Um, I know USC is good. How good can they be? Because like, if you're that good at that age, wouldn't you just go to the PGA? No, I think you have to play college. No fucking way. Or something. You have to do something like amateur. You have to do some sort of amateur service before you can declare pro or something. But can't you just play in like amateur tournaments when you're like 16? And then yeah. when you're 18, go make money. They still. I think they still can make money. I don't know. There was a guy who I golfed with in high school, Devin Bling. He goes to USC or UCLA, one of the two. He came in second of the Amateurs U.S. Open and then got invited to the Masters the next year. And I think he made the cut. That's badass. He's in the top 60 or whatever. Why do golfers stay amateur? That's another good question, Ty. 
Why exactly are there amateurs here? Because I'm like, if you're good enough, you just go. Maybe it's a money thing. Why would this question is the opposite on Reddit? Why would anyone want to lose? Oh no, never mind. Why would anyone want amateur status? Oh, so it's your question. The only upside I read about is playing in amateur tournaments. Is that it? Pro tournaments are expensive and more difficult. Doesn't make sense for many to to spend a bunch on entry fees and then miss the cut every time they go out. Collegiate golfers lose their eligibility if they turn pro. There are many quality, prestigious amateur tournaments as well. So you can win prizes up to about seven hundred fifty dollars and still be an amateur. If you're good enough, get sponsored and be competitive. Mini tours are better than yes. One would probably turn pro if they just want to play golf for a living. So maybe these guys just want to get better and they don't want to rush into it. It's like the really good freshman for baseball. He's like, yeah, I could go sit bench on varsity. Or I could be a star here in JV for a year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because Tiger was – I wonder when he declared pro. Because he was an amateur for a little bit. When did Tiger Woods declare pro? Be August of 1996. Signed an endorsement deal worth $40 million from Nike, Jesus, and $20 million from Titleist. That is crazy. That's fucking insane. $60 million in endorsement deals for golf. I mean, he he literally is golf, though. I think more than any sport. But at that time, you know, he was still an amateur. Yeah, yes. he was exciting, but... It did pan out. He was 21 when he became pro, so... It was a risk, I guess. He went to Stanford for two years. Oh, so there you go. Damn, damn, damn. I wish I was a pro golfer, dude. I so wish I golfed my, like, my whole life since I was a kid. Yeah. And I could just be freaking... Greatest job ever. Yeah. Undoubtedly. I'll be a caddy. I'll even take that. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> do a little bit of homework. But even then, like, you got to do homework. You got to know what he hits. Like, if you're a good golfer, you just kind of go out, golf, get your mechanics feeling right. I think they practice a lot more than we're given credit. I, have you heard the interviews with Brooks Kepka? Yeah, that's true. I feel like he's a very rare exception, though. Uh, fuck it. Imagine how good he'd be if he did practice. I mean, I think it would throw him <laughs> off. It's a little too much. I know Tiger. There's like a post of like his workout regimen or whatever, and it's crazy. It's just too much golf. It's like, it's like Derek Jeter used to hit 200 balls off tee a day or something like that. I don't know. It's a lot. It's like wake up early, go chip for an hour, go putt for an hour, go play nine holes, have lunch or whatever. Go work on your other stuff. Go play 18 holes and then finish with like working on more stuff or something. I don't want that part. <laughs> I would like to show up in golf <laughs> and just be good. Like Happy Gilmore? Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, Ty, last time we talked, um, the MLB, obviously, going back and forth. The owners being greedy, the not playing the players what they want or what they deserve. Um, the players countered their offer, their original offer, which was an 82-81 game season with like – 25% of the original pay, half of the prorated salaries they had already agreed to. And MLB said no. Yep. And the idea around baseball is that the counter is going to be something around like 50 to 60 games. Which is something. I don't get this. So I guess the argument for the owners is if it's a 50 to 60 game season, they could justify the prorate salary being even less. Um, just based on the the math, you know, of how long they're actually playing. But, like, I don't know. You're cutting off more revenue by doing that, obviously. I think the thing is, is they said, we want to spend X amount of dollars on you guys, and you can choose what percentage of your pay that's going to be. So you yeah. can have 100%. You know, if you play 30 games and this is what you would have got paid for 30 games, you can make 100% of your money if that's all you want. But they're making less money. They are, 100%. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not... 
super knowledgeable on the, the on the situation, the case. But I wonder how much like these stupid TV deals they have, where it's like literally only like regional. You know, they're never broadcast really nationally. Like they they fuck up the freaking television rights so bad with the MLB. Oh yeah. Um, I wonder if that has something to play with it. Like they're like, hey, we're not gonna make money because no one could watch us because we're stupid. I have no idea. I don't get it. And I think a 50 to 60 game season is a joke. Yeah. It, I mean, in baseball, it's such a fucking game of getting hot. Yeah. And being on a hot streak and a game of large numbers. Everyone always says small sample size in baseball. Yeah. Yasiel Puig can hit 400 over a month. Hey, Yasiel Puig's a great player. He's a great player. He could hit 400 over 162 games. He just hasn't reached the ceiling yet. Okay. <laughs> Cody Bellinger can hit 400 to start the year in the first 60 games. Yeah. Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez. The crazy things can happen. Yeah. That's why they play long-ass seasons. Yeah. Because it weeds out the flash-in-the-pan incredible streaks. Now, Cody Bellinger stayed good. He wasn't hitting 400 the whole fucking season. Yeah. You yeah. know? Manny hit 396 with us in 53 games. That's incredible. His first year. 1.2 OPS. No, That's yeah, incredible. it's it's too. But, like, where do we draw that line is my question. Like, when is it enough? 80? Half know. of it? And then you look at, like, a 50-game season. Each starter gets 10 starts? Yeah. I mean, you're going to lead the American League in wins with six? <laughs> like, what? I don't I don't know. I don't think the season's going to happen. I think they really fucked up, and I think this is going to be so bad for the MLB. Just they're already struggling with the new fan base and just be the one sports league that couldn't figure this out because the owners, you know, are old-time, whatever, old-fashioned, whatever you want to say, owners – and can't figure it out. Like, it's just idiotic. Especially with it being the preseason. Like, the NBA had to stop in the middle of their season, and then they yeah. found a way to finish their season out. Yeah. Whereas baseball, it's the preseason, dude. You got all the time to plan, figure this out, get something set in stone, and go from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. Like, I don't know. It, it's 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 dumb. It's, you know, I mean, if they do do a 50-game season, the Dodgers win the World Series, I'm not putting an asterisk next to it, just I personally. Mean, no matter who wins it's always going to be viewed in a different light. See, I feel like we say that, but I feel like the sports world would forget. Like, did you even know that in the 90s there was like a nine-game NFL season? No. See? But I don't, I don't In know. 99, I don't, there was like a 50-game NBA season. No one ever – there was a lockout like five, six years ago with the NBA. No one ever was like, oh, you know, the Spurs or whoever won it that year. Are fra- I, think, I think people would forget about it quickly, honestly. I don't know, man. 50-game season? I – Literally less than a third. I don't of think what they, they should do it, play. but I think people would forget about it. Honestly, I think it'd just be too weird. And you'd look at the stats from that year and be like, "Oh, he's the MVP with twelve home runs." <laughs> you know, like led the league in RBIs with thirty. But again, over time, I feel like people would just, you know, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Because I don't remember what year it was where there was only nine games, but. NFL season that only had nine games. I wonder who the MVP was that year. The 1982 NFL season. Even that, though, is still over half the regular amount of games yeah. they usually play. This is less than a third. Yeah. So if they got 80? I, yeah, I'd be much more okay with an 80-game season. But 50 to 60 is so short for baseball. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they should do 50. I'm not arguing for it. I'm just saying if the Dodgers won the World Series, I would not put an asterisk because I would be just happy that they won the World Series. I think the best <laughs> thing they could do is match like an NBA season um, in terms of length and then 
you know, it'll make each game matter a hell of a lot more than it usually does. Yeah. But it still will be a large enough sample size to where you know, the Mariners were fucking incredible to start the year last last year, I think. I think the Angels went 13-3 and three two years ago to start the year. Yeah. Finished like 80-82. and 82. Yeah. <laughs> Bad teams are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. If this happens. And it will not be good. Well, the... The, the Nationals. <laughs> fucking Nationals were garbage to start the season. Yeah, they were. And then they turn around and win the World Series. They would not have made the playoffs under these <laughs> no. 50-game season. Not even 80-game season, I don't think. Probably not. But still, 80 is much better. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the players... I just don't understand... I mean, I guess I do understand why they're saying no, the owners. It's because they just don't want to pay him that money, you know, that they've already agreed to. They've already fucking agreed to it. I don't know if, you know, the MLB, like, I didn't read fully in, into the player's offer, but they offered 114 games. Were they still going to take their half prorated salary? So were they going to play more games and still take half pay? You know what I mean? Were they willing to bridge that gap? And then the owner still said no. I don't know. It's a good question. Because if so, that's just, it's idiotic, dude. Like, you've already agreed to this, and now you're backing out. You just don't want to pay him. And it's it's stupid. You're just hurting your own sport. And you're literally freaking hurting the longevity of this sport and your future assets and your future income because your bottom line won't look how it wants, how you wanted it to to start the year. Because your projections, just like the fucking rest of the world, that's the funny part, is these baseball owners can sit up there on their high horse and pretend like, they don't have to suffer the economic downturn that literally the entire world is suffering. And it, it's just, it's funny. Yeah. You don't see fucking Amazon, you know, and granted, these guys make millions of dollars. I know it's a sensitive subject, and it, it looks, millionaires arguing billionaires is never a good look, and that's why it looks terrible for baseball. Um, it's all about the principle, though. That's why I side with the players. But again, it doesn't look good for baseball. Mm-mm. But you don't see fucking, you know, Amazon going to people, and I mean, yeah, there's pay cuts and whatnot, but not like this. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's layoffs, but... Again, millionaires arguing billionaires. But I believe it was Japanese baseball. They started back up, and two people tested positive for coronavirus the first week. Uh Uh-huh. I know Korean baseball's been going on. Korean, but I think it was another one that, like, they started to do, like, pre-stuff or whatever. I think it was Taiwan. It was Asian. I could be wrong. I know Japanese is a huge market, so that's might have been where I jumped to it. I think it was the Taiwan with the coronavirus stuff because i think i saw that so it was one of them the players still are at risk to get sick yeah i mean the owners they're not fucking putting themselves at risk and that's the thing where it helps lead it like if you're gonna have them do that like there's no hazard pay or anything just give them some fucking money give them the money that they they rightfully earned like they're going out there they're gonna have a risk and some of these you know some of the reports it depends on the science i have not fucking dug like dived into it Mm -hmm. it could have lasting effects yeah. Some of the things like you have permanent damage if you get this. Yeah. Which for a professional athlete is not good to have damage to your fucking lungs. Yeah. I would I, say baseball is a fat man sport, but still. I think 95% of, I think 99% of baseball players would be fine, honestly, if they got coronavirus. But I agree. I don't think it is a huge deal. Maybe Bartolo Colon would be the biggest. Gotta watch out. <laughs> he doesn't even play anymore, though. <laughs> um, But still, they're going out there. They still are the ones, you know, at risk. Yeah. They're the ones who have to completely stop their lives in quarantine for however many months. Yeah. Which the owners aren't doing that. The owners are still at home with their family and shit. Yeah. They aren't going to be stuck at the stadium with all the players. Like, just fucking pay these guys what you've already agreed to pay them and let the season start. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, I don't, it's it's like Amazon being like, hey, we're going to pay everyone half of what their salary is, or we're just going to not exist. We're just not going to do business. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't understand it. 
it's just it's a joke like I, are they really gonna lose less money if they don't have a season than if they play, pay these guys it, that can't be the case they're especially with so many teams not even getting that much attendance there's no way that I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but there's no way that ticket sales are that huge of a loss for them. I mean, concessions and everything. Yeah, it's a it's a num it's a a good number, but you figure all those fucking concessions you're I mean, unless they pre-bought them already, but you don't have to buy them. How much are you really making on a hot dog? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's crazy. How much do MLB teams make from ticket sales? Especially these teams that get like a thousand, maybe not a thousand, but I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Seen some of these stadiums. So, oh, this just has their overall revenue. Doesn't have the ticket sales. I don't know. Major League Baseball's business model check. and strategy. This is in January. Um, television deals. National television contracts are a huge source of income for professional sports. Baseball agreed to an eight-year. What was that? Did you hear something? That was Riley. Baseball agreed to an eight-year contract with ESPN in twenty twelve. Its TV deal with Fox, covering the two thousand fourteen through twenty twenty one seasons, generates revenue as does a deal with Turner Sports. Again, it's another thing. Like these TV freaking stations are going to be like, "Fuck you, baseball!" Like we're not paying you as much when this TV rights are over. You know what I mean? You just said they agreed to an eight-year deal with ESPN in, in two thousand twelve. So this is last year. Which means this is last year. They're going to have zero. Again, on the last yeah. year of their contract, and they're going to have to renegotiate and then with Fox ESPN. ends next year. They're going to have to renegotiate with ESPN next year after not playing a season. Oh, Fox signed a seven-year deal that begins in 2022, so they already extended Fox. Okay. But it doesn't say anything about ESPN. That's crazy. National and local TV deals pay baseball handsomely because sporting events are one of the few television programs where viewers still sit through commercials. So ticket sales, baseball teams make money from selling t- season tickets, individual game tickets, and these account for perhaps a third of revenues. So they're cutting player salaries by 75% because they're losing a third of their revenue. That don't add up. And I just screamed in the mic. I'm sorry, but that don't add up. <laughs> that doesn't. I don't get it. I get it. If they're going to play half the games and yeah, cut. Okay. Wait, no. Also concessions. Um, it doesn't say like how much licensing agreement and sponsorships, obviously. But then you can fucking um, you can put more advertising like in the seats. Oh, there's definitely ways for them to make different sources of income. Like, okay, here's an idea I had. I might have heard it on a podcast and then just rethought of it like a few weeks later and pretended it was my own. It's been buried in your I subconscious. Think, I think part of my take might have talked about it, about like watching the game live from the seat or something, like setting up a webcam on each seat and then like <laughs> you're there. I They could. I don't know about each seat, but you could do sections. I would, if it was like a $5 pay-per-view, I would probably do it at least once. I, it would be a, a weird way to make money. You could do like different sections or like different sponsored sections. Like a home run got hit in the State Farm section in left field. Like have ads for that. Yeah, there's ways to make money, dude. A VR set up a, like a few 360 cameras. I think they already do that with the NBA. You can do like courtside VR. Yeah, it was like I don't think I think it was like a beta thing. It's not. Yeah, yeah. But set up a few 360 cameras. Just, dude, charge people, again, like a $5 pay-per-view or like a $10 per month and you get to watch. I mean, I know you're not, you're probably not going to get a shit ton of money out of that, but. It's just, 
you have smart people who can find ways to make money still. Yeah. You now have an empty stadium that you can do whatever the fuck you want with to make money. Find ways. It's these owners. They just don't they they it's their bottom line and they want the profit. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. But you know what, Jay? The sports world still still has hope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got the NBA. Yeah, NBA's returning in July Disney World. 22 teams. So if they can figure it out, I still have no hope for the MLB. <laughs> but it's something to watch. And uh I believe our our Pellies are going to be there. Could have made that up. Just hope. Well, yeah, there's 13 teams in the Western Conference, nine in the Eastern be. Conference. There's going to be eight regular season games where they get into the playoffs. If you were within six games, I want to say, they they invited you. So there's 10, eight teams that aren't coming at all. Um, and then there's another thing, too, a, play, a potential play-in tournament, but it's not really a tournament. So if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed at the end of the eight games, they are gonna do. They're gonna play each other for the eighth seed, and it's gonna. It's so stupid. Well, it's not stupid. It's just the way they worded it was stupid. The way they worded it was the eighth seed will play a double elimination tournament for the playoff spot, and the ninth seed will play a single elimination tournament for the eighth spot. And what that means, pretty much, is the eighth and ninth seed will play two games. The eighth seed just has to win one of them to make to be the eighth seed, and the ninth seed would have to beat the eighth seed two games in a row to become the eighth seed. If they're within four games, so they don't have to tie them. So it's just a double elimination bracket with the winners and losers bracket. The ninth seed is going from the losers bracket. They have to win two in a row against the eighth seed. Yeah, against the. It's eighth not seed. a bracket. I don't know why they use the word tournament when they when Adrian Wojnarowski wrote it up. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. There's hope for our Pelicans, Jay, and there's nothing better for us to do. So we better be diving headfirst. You know what I'm excited for? What? I'm excited for a Lakers-Clippers playoff series. Oh, it's going to happen. Because I'm, like, you know, somewhat involved in, you know, like, the fandoms and everything. And, like, both fan bases can are just, like, I don't know, man. They hate each other. And just the arguing and the bickering. And I just can't wait for one of them to win just to trash on the other. I honestly would prefer the Lakers, though. I'm not going to lie because I like LeBron James. And I feel like Clipper fans are getting a little too cocky. I see Clipper fans on Twitter like, guys, you still haven't won anything. You know what I mean? Like, this is very true. Like, yeah, cool. You got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but you haven't won anything yet. Stop acting like you won something. Lakers, they can at least, you know, rub that in your face. They, you know, like. They have won much more recently. (laughs) Yeah, like Clippers have literally never made it to like the third round of the playoffs. I will say, let the shit talking commence if they eliminate them from the playoffs. Oh, yeah. It'll be completely justified. Bloodbath. But then Laker fans. See, that's, that's too, because I feel like, and it's just me, like, wanting to see the sports world burn, but. I mean, it, we're just getting it back, Jay. Come on. If Clippers, no, like, just people arguing. If the Clippers beat the Lakers, Laker fans can just deflect and be like, oh, 16 rings, whatever, blah, 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 I don't care. But if Laker fans, if the Lakers just, like, sweep the Clippers, Clipper fans are going to be devastated. Mm-hmm. They have nothing. What are they going to say? Yeah. It's just going to be, dude, it's going to be a bloodbath. Clipper fans are going to get bodied. This is going to be so funny. It's like when there's two brothers and the younger brother's finally getting good and he thinks he finally has a chance to, like, beat the older brother at one-on-one. The older brother just dunks in his fucking face <laughs> to win it. Yeah, and then so the little brother, but if the little brother wins a surprise game, the older brother would be like, look, congrats, it took you 100 How games. Long? Yeah, and I'll probably just beat you next time. Yep. <laughs> like, you got lucky. <laughs> so that's why I hope the Clippers lose, honestly, just because it'd be funny. It would be great. 
Um, I had an idea that I, I came up with. It's just I wrote an article about it. I was just like a fun idea. My idea would have every, every NBA team, I almost said NFL, all 30 NBA teams going to Orlando. And it was finding a way to get something to play for for every single team. You know what I mean? That way it's not like if you're at the bottom of the league, it's like why are we even coming here? I got to find it because I don't – I'm going to be better just reading it. I wouldn't hate a March Madness style playoff, but like instead of one game, like three game series. Yeah. I don't see every single team. I'm trying to find just get fucking weird with it. Okay. Found it. Damn, I wrote that over a week ago. So my idea, there was three three groups that I created. Group one is a group style play for the bottom three teams in each conference. So the three worst Eastern Conference teams and the three worst Western Conference teams. The magic number here is seven. We want every single NBA team to seven regular season games. This is before they announced eight. I was just like, oh, seven, whatever. So how it would work. So the bottom three from each conference, which would be the Pistons, Hawks, and Cavs in the East, and then the Suns, Timberwolves, and Warriors in the West. Put them in their own lottery group. It's called the lottery group. So six teams. <clears throat> each team plays the other two teams in their conference twice. So the Warriors would play the Timberwolves and the Suns twice. Okay. Four games or two games, four games, <laughs> basic <laughs> math, and then they would play the three Eastern Conference lottery teams once to get to seven games. Okay, what do they have to play for? We then take the top seven teams. The record in these seven games is the lottery order. So whoever has the best record in these seven games gets the best lottery odds. I mean, they're all bad teams, so at that point, it's. But what I'm it incentivizes them to win because the NBA is so pissed off at teams tanking. They get these teams together. You're watching it. You might have the number, the best odds for the number one pick on the line, and both teams are going to be trying to win, not trying to lose. So that just incentivizes it for them. Love it. Step two is determine the final two playoff spots. Seeds one through six are locked in no matter what, Ty. Love it. Seeds seven and eight are up for grabs in each conference. So you take seeds seven through 12, put them into a World Cup-style group similar to the lottery group. Each team plays the other team in the conference once, so seven would play eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, five games. The seventh seed would get to play because you need, you want some advantage if you're the seventh seed. The seventh seed would get to play the the 12th seed in their conference another time, just like, you know, another like last place game, as well as playing the other conferences, 12th seed to get to seven. So, and then the eighth seed, their extra game would be against the other conferences, 11th seed, ninth seed, their extra games would be against the 10th seed and the other conferences, 10th seed. That way there's some sort of a, uh, you know, you get some sort of advantage, I guess, for being the higher record. Okay. And then it's just whoever um, has the better record in these seven games gets the two playoff spots. Not even added to their old record. Just whoever has the best record. Okay. Fine with it. And then st- step three is the top six seeds in each conference. This one we add on to their old record just because there's a lot more of change you can have. You know, the Lakers could theoretically become the sixth seed, which would, you know, not be fair. So, but you don't want the Lakers playing the Clippers during this part, during the regular season. You know what I mean? Because that, that that might ruin the potential matchup. That might ruin the surprise. So the Lakers would play every – well, every team in the West would play every other team in the East. So the Lakers would play all six Eastern Conference, one through six teams, once. And then their advantage for being the first seed would be to play the sixth seed again. You know what I mean? Twice. Like the worst seed in the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the second seed would play the fifth seed, Eastern Conference seed, twice. So on. Um. Yeah, and then we add that to their win-loss record heading into that, and that's the uh, 
it's their pre-playoff seating and yeah warm up mm-hmm. i don't hate it i don't hate it one bit thank you ty it's a fun television i just like the most the thing i like the most was the lottery yeah make them actually play for something but it would be a, t- a huge advantage to the Warriors because they could theoretically, you know, they'd have Steph Curry back. They could just dominate <laughs> the other teams and get a number one overall pick. But I'm pretty sure they already have, like, the second worst record anyways. They already so, have good odds. Yeah. And if the season just ends, then they just have the second worst odds. So that was my idea that I wrote. I like it. You're getting creative. You're oh, no, they, have, the box. they have the worst odds. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, not the worst, the the best. The best of getting the yeah. one seed. And that's the thing, too. Like, one through – because they changed the lottery, too. So, maybe, you know, my idea, maybe they'd have to tweak it again. But they made it where the top – the three worst teams all have the same percentage as the number one pick because they wanted to keep teams from full-out tanking. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I like my idea. You could tweak it. You could make it work. Yeah. Get fucking weird with it. <laughs> Love they it. got to. You have such a unique opportunity here. That's what I'm saying. And then NBA – Next season, what do they do next season? You know, because they were saying that under this plan, the last day of the regular season, if there was a game seven of the NBA finals, would be October 12th. Okay. The season usually starts in October. Um, they, they have it. The Christmas day. Is that the plan? Start at Christmas day? Yes. And is that the new normal going forward? Or do they make next season like six, a 50 game season, you know? Because it's a good experiment. You know, I heard Bill Simmons talking about this a while ago. This is, it was funny because they actually, he was actually talking about this before the coronavirus happened, like right before. And he was saying how he didn't understand why the NBA stopped in June when – or stopped in May. You know, well, June, it would, we'd be in the finals right now. Mm-hmm. When there's no other competition, you know, you could go until July, August. There's no competition except baseball, you know, and then you don't have to compete against football because when they start in October, they're competing against football for two months of their regular season. Whereas if they start on Christmas – they're really only competing with maybe one week of football and then the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, Which is a non-competition. Yeah, and you can just move it around that. Just don't, yeah. for the first like month, don't have games you know, on Sunday, which in the regular season, I don't know. Uh, December 1st, actually. Really? That's a short off season. So, uh, 1920 season, October 12th. Mm-hmm. Which looks like that would be the possible. I don't know if that's like regular season or if they're counting that as the last playoff game. Oh yeah, that's what I said. If there's a game seven of the NBA finals. Oh god, I October my water 12th. went down wrong. Okay. Um, oh, it hurts. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm alright. Just keep going. NBA draft would be three days later, <laughs> on October fifteenth. Free agency October eighteenth. Okay. Twenty uh, November tenth. Training camp December first. Season start. They'd have a short off season, but I mean, they also had three months of doing nothing, so I'm sure the they're middle. probably yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it, it looks like. But yeah. I I wonder what their plan would be next. Like, it's do they a month? Do they go with the? So like next season, do they do an 82 game season and try to go through like August maybe, and then make the new normal? So do they go through August and then have another shorter off season, or do they go through August? And then start starting in December now. Like this is just the new NBA season. Or are they only going to play like a sixty-game NBA season? That way they can end on time and have two reduced NBA seasons. It's, they pretty, could, it's pretty much a reduced season, or you're reducing two off seasons. Uh, I think it's going to come down to views and how many people they get, and basically how the change in dates and when they're playing. Yeah, affects how many people are watching. Yeah, I think because I don't know if they honestly. I mean, it could be a good idea. To switch it up 
not compete with the number one sport in the nation. Yeah, and there's nothing going on. I mean, but there, the one stat is against that is there's so many people like summer vacationing that there's not as many people watching. Yeah, not coming home and fucking just sitting but and watching I, it. Sports fans are going to watch the NBA Finals if it's in August and July. You know what I mean? In summer. Like, yeah, they absolutely are. How many casuals watch the NBA Finals? I mean, I don't know. I think a lot more casuals watch the finals than regular season. But the finals still happen in June. You know what I mean? Like, is there really going to be a tangible difference between the finals happening in early June and early August, no. late July? No, there will not is the answer. <laughs> you know? So, Especially because June is already part of, like, summer break for schools and shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, early, yeah. Most, I think most schools end, like, first week of June, second week of June, which is the finals would be going on right now in a perfect world without coronavirus. I think it's May. Last year, the game one started on June first. No, 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 schools. We, uh, uh, us, yeah, but we were always like different from a lot of other schools. Ty, hmm. like the traditional summer break is like, like you, you end in June, and then you start in like September, like the first week of September. It's lame. I think it's like usually Labor Day to Memorial Day is like the summer, something like that. No, Labor Day is at the end of. No, is Labor Day at the beginning of September? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I have no clue. What is Labor Day? What are you celebrating Labor Day? The workers? Just, just getting out there working. <laughs> when is just Labor Day? Miserable. I know it's in it's September. Just, it's just a day to everyone celebrate how miserable it is to work. September 7th. So I think awesome. like the... Tra- When's Memorial Day? Memorial Day just happened. May 25th. I don't know. Traditional summer break. <laughs> you do that. I'm looking America. up Labor Day. I heard September 7th. No, I just, why? Oh. Summer vacation. Um, I don't give a f- summer break is approximately two months, two half months. What? With students typically finishing the school year between late May and late June. Dang, so late June, starting the year between early August and early September. In America, Labor Day is a federal holiday uh, celebrated to honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. Sounds like the most bullshit holiday I've ever heard of, and I'm fine with it. Well, it sounds like maybe they got a little bit of complaints because, like, every other country in the world gives, like, so much more uh, paid, yep, like, sick leave and, you know, maternity leave, paternity leave for fathers. Is Wait, is that the difference? Maternity mom, paternity dad? Maternal and paternal, I believe. Um. So maybe, you know, people were kind of mad at that. So America was like, we'll give you a holiday. <laughs> was just That's like, probably it. All right. Like, Fuck, you're yeah, still America. Work 45 hours a week. <laughs> but <laughs> this one September, it's your day. <laughs> but all like retail and everything still works. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> Come on now. You know, in like France, they do like a, they take like a, like, I think it's like a two hour lunch break and they take like, they go home and have lunch together and have wine and like take That's naps awesome. and stuff. The, uh, whenever I worked at the RV lot, we had an hour lunch break and it was right across from the mall. And I used to just go and fucking chill at the food court and grub. It was the greatest thing ever. I, you know what happened today, Jay? What? When I got lunch at work today, I got a 30 minute lunch. I went to Baker's. I spent 28 minutes in the Baker's line. <laughs> I thought you were about to say $28. I was like, what? No. Can you give me some spicy ketchup? Don't I, you have a baker's right next no, to your no. work? It's literally right across the bridge. How often do you go to baker's? Decent amount, but the issue is it takes my entire lunch to get the food well, because they're so fucking just slow. Just for now on. I'm not saying go out of your way, but for now when you do go to baker's, just ask for spicy ketchup and then just give it to me. See, the issue, Jay, is I've kind of grown on spicy ketchup, so oh, I'm shit. consuming it. I went to baker's the other day and I told the guy, he's like, any uh, like 
sauces or whatever. I was like, can I get a lot of spicy ketchup? And he gave me like five packets. I think he was just like, fuck this guy asking for a lot. I think what you need to specify is I need you to give me as much spicy ketchup as you possibly can without, without getting, getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to make this very clear to you. <laughs> I should say that next time. Like, I want your manager eyeballing you, but not saying anything. <laughs> I should say that next time. That'd be funny. I was by myself when I went through the drive through It'd be funny if there was actually someone with me. If I was just by myself, then I'd look like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy doing with his spicy ketchup? That'd be great. Um, Drew Brees. How about Drew Brees, Ty? Yeah, Drew Brees. Sorry to bring up a sore subject. Um, he uh, he came out and when asked about the uh, you know the protests and the movement that is a uh, you know civil rights movement basically going on right now, mm-hmm. he completely deflected and said, you know, I will never. I believe it was I'll never respect. Any- I, I, I will never. Um, I don't think he said he'll never respect, but he'll never. Maybe he did say I'll never respect anyone's opinion that disrespects the American flag. But I, I don't think he said he'll never respect someone's opinion. I think he said he'll never understand or something. Someone's opinion that disrespects. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Okay, so that's what he said. Quote, unquote. That's where the respect came in, respecting the flag. Yes. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag. Um, In which case, um, I mean, he was the he was the topic of discussion on Twitter. Yeah. Um, even by many teammates, one of which told him to shut the fuck up in a video. <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins? Was he the one? I don't remember who it was. He did an Instagram video, and he's like, Drew, you're my brother. I respect you. But sometimes you need to listen and shut the fuck up. <laughs> And then, like, immediately deleted it, but people will have to fucking screen record it. That's crazy. I know a lot of people subtweeted. Oh, Some, yeah. RIP to your team chemistry. He posted a lengthy apology that... It was more of I a... I feel like it's sincere. So, but... here's the thing. I think he has his belief system. Yeah. And he views it in a wrong way. He views kneeling during the national anthem as dis- disrespecting the flag, which is not what they've done. Which is they've had multiple interviews and ex- explanations as it's not to disrespect the flag, it's yeah. to bring up an issue. Yeah, um, it has nothing to do with the flag. But with that being said, he has his belief system, which I believe they had a very large team meeting where people were basically explaining that to him. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, anyone calling Drew Brees a racist or anything, it's very quick to judge. As he is a huge, huge leader and contributor in the New Orleans area. Yeah. And he does so many great things for a very prominent black community. Um, I believe he is wrong on this topic. I believe he is misviewing it. And he said things that obviously he meant. It's not like he didn't mean that. Like, that is his views. Yeah. Um, But I don't believe he's a racist. I think he's done a lot of good things. I think he just is on the wrong side of history on this topic. See, here's here's where it's like toe in the line because and you know i, I don't want to sound <laughs> racist for saying this i don't i by no means agree with drew Brees. i've tweeted you know against drew Brees and uh, disagree with him i'm not so mad at people i'm not so mad at him thinking that a certain action may or may not disrespect the flag because just like you know because the big issue is He's worried about people disrespecting the flag and for a lot of people in america you know they see the flag they don't see pride they don't feel pride they feel you know, they feel betrayed. I mean, this country is built off of, you know, the labor of slaves on stolen land. And, you know, I don't feel special when I see the flag. I don't. 
I see the flag and I'm like, I don't feel bad towards it because I'm a white man and I have white privilege and I've never been stereotyped or anything in my life. But um, people don't feel pride and they feel anger and they feel, you know, anguish and they don't respect the flag, you know, just like they have their opinion to, you know, they, they have their viewpoint of the flag. I truly believe Drew Brees, you know, looks at the flag and he does feel that pride and he does feel like it should have some respect. So I'm almost not like I could see where he's coming from, where he sees someone kneeling and he's like, you know, like and if I were to do that, that would be me disrespecting the flag where he's missing the mark is t- misconstruing that into being like their opinion doesn't matter. Because if I if, I think if I were to do that, I would be disrespecting the flag. He's not realizing that they don't view it in the same light. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, like, for example, let's say you're in a more, you know, I know people who call their girlfriend a bitch, you know, j- joking, you know, joking around. That's just like so I would view calling Riley a bitch as disrespectful. But if, you know, I know, I don't, I'm not saying names, but if someone, you know, jokes around and calls their girlfriend a bitch, like I might think that's disrespectful if I said that to Riley, but that doesn't mean that that person, I don't know. It's just, it's they a different, of it in a different, it's a different way. of views. Yeah. It's a different of views. So he, you know, he views the flag differently and I can understand he might think that if he did that, that's disrespecting the flag. If I called Riley a bitch, I might be disrespecting her, but that doesn't take away from what they're doing. That's not what they're doing, you know, and he's not connecting the dots and that's what a lot of people that's the problem with people's understanding of the movement is they're not connecting the dots absolutely and he in his interview he said you know the reason i feel so much pride for this is i think of my grandfathers who fought in world war absolutely and i'm not shaming him for feeling pride in the flag 100 percent, and i i'm fine with that like you're you know they did sacrifice Um, yeah but with that being said i think it was shannon sharp um was talking about it today and he said that's fine you think your grandfather's who fought for this country and came home to, you know, help keep this country free in World War II. Yeah. Other players think of their grandfathers who fought right alongside your grandfathers in World War II. Yeah. Who risked their lives, and some of them died fighting with your grandfathers for World War II, and came back to a country where they were not free. Yeah. They came back to a country where they were still viewed as less than. Yeah. And so it's not like only less, your... Less than. Less than. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> You know, it's not only their sacrifice. There was plenty of African-Americans who sacrificed their lives helping build this country, fighting for this country, but were not given the same treatment and respect that your grandparents received. Yep. Just because of the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they think of when they see the flag. So, no, they don't get that warm, fuzzy feeling in their belly when they see it. Yeah. It's just a flag to them. And their movement, you know, their goal is not to disrespect that. Yeah. But with that being said, they also don't view it in the same way you do. So it's not like that's, you know, at the front of their mind for them. Yeah. It's they're doing it in this different way. And you need to see it from their viewpoint because that is a very narrow view of my grandparents fought for this country. And that's why, you know, I respect it this way. And here's the thing. And here's where I think Drew Brees might be guilty. Um, I don't think he's inherently racist either. I don't think he's inherently racist either. Um but he might've just fallen victim to what a lot of people think about. And it's like, do some people, are some people upset with what Colin Kaepernick was doing about kneeing the flag because it truly, because it's disrespecting the flag. I'm sure there is. I'm also sure that's a very small percentage of why people are pissed off. You know what I mean? America is this country where patriotism is shoved down your throat. And if that was a white guy kneeing for the national anthem, because he didn't want to wear a mask to Walmart, God damn, he's practicing his rights, and God damn, the Constitution will be proud. I love this country. I think people are closet racists. I really do. And they see something, 
you know, they might already kind of disagree with kneeing. They, they would never knee for the flag. And they see, you know, a person of color, a black person kneeing to the flag for a, an issue that they don't even understand because mm-hmm. they've never faced it. Like, and you're, you know, you instantly jump to that flag excuse, that disrespecting the flag. It's funny, too, because I remember when Colin Kaepernick was first doing this, people were talking about the flag code, the bullshit flag code. And it's like, yeah, it also says in the flag code that you can't hold a flag parallel to the ground. But we roll out these fucking 500-foot flags before every sporting event and break the flag code. Like, also says you can't wear them. <laughs> and I own a jumpsuit that is an American flag jumpsuit with a hood on it. <laughs> um, it's crazy, dude. It's projecting these... And it's, you know, people who didn't serve the country, and I'm sure there are people who did serve the country that feel disrespected, but it seems like most that served the country, you know, they fought for his right to do that. And it's just, you know, it's just people, you know what I mean? It's, it wasn't so much what he did, it's who did it and why he was doing it. And, and it just shows the problem. Yeah, and I think those people who fought for this country and get so pissed off about it are the same ones to jump to. Well, I fought for this country, so I'm free to protest mask and yeah. <laughs> free to have my AR-15, but he's not free to protest. And that's where I hope Drew Brees didn't kind of fall into that, but because that did become the narrative around it. And I could see someone who isn't, you know, maybe Drew Brees isn't a little bit of closet racist. I don't think so, but um, you see that narrative, though, and then you're easily persuaded. You see so many people saying this disrespects the flag. It's so easy to jump on that. It's so easy to be like, yep, he's disrespecting the flag. It's yeah. like, dude, I stand for the national anthem, you know. I don't put my hand over my heart. I've never put my hand over my heart. It's it's like fascist to me, dude. Like it's very weird to pledge you, allegiance to a flag. You see, if <laughs> that's what's so funny about America, you see, if any other country did that, and I'm, maybe they do, you know what I mean? The exact same thing, just not with their hand over their heart. A different motion. We look at them like, what are they doing? Those socialists? Maybe, like, maybe their arm extended straight out. Okay, let's not. That's a very. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> there's weird shit people have done. <laughs> but that's different though <laughs> but you know americans would be like what are those weirdos and i don't know it's just it's weird for sure it, like people you know people don't stand for the the pledge of allegiance or the national anthem for religious regions and for some reason that's okay and i'm not saying it shouldn't be okay it should be okay but because it's a social issue it's not okay like you're okay with them doing it for that reason but not for this reason it, and it's just now, i was thinking about it and it's almost like we need another term because racist is such a widespread term. Yeah. And you look at someone like Drew Brees, who has done so much good for the black community, and obviously has been in locker rooms full of African Americans yeah. and people of color, and obviously cares and loves for them like they're his family. Yeah. But can also do insensitive things like this. Ignorance. It's ignorance. It is. But it's like there's levels to it. A r- he, racial ignorance. He's obviously not showing up in a KKK outfit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's levels to it. But he is being ignorant and you know not viewing it from their white point of privilege view. that's white privilege that's absolutely. the word it absolutely is it, you know like i don't know what it's like to be a black person in america um you know and it, it's it's sad that a lot of people don't think that they actually have it harder because they absolutely do i mean it's does that mean that you know like because i've seen you know some like maga maga whatever i don't want to talk politics but some black people who support the president saying like, well, I never suffered this. Like, you know what I mean? Like I grew up in a white community and they never treated me wrong. Like maybe not everyone, maybe you were one of the lucky few, but that doesn't yeah. mean there's not a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just because you were the lucky one who didn't experience that majority of, you, you know, people who look like you have. Yeah. And it's, and it, it's just, I don't know the whole movement, you know, like 
there's just a lot of fucked up things, you know, women aren't treated how they should be treated. You know, they're fucking mistreated in the workplace. You know, there's that trend of people tweeting like what age they got, you know, Dude, sexually. Social media was fucking sad this week. Yeah. Like sexually abused. Bum me out. Like women, you know, don't have their rights, you know, and you know, if you're not a white man and I'm a white man, you know, like in America, like you are going to face some sort of disparity. And has it gotten better? You know, everyone loves to look at how it used to be compared to now. And it's like, oh, we're better. Like, yeah, it's gotten better, but there's still a long way to go. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm I'm optimistic because it seems like a lot of the people at these protests and a lot of the people fighting for this are the younger generation around our age. Uh, definitely. So I'm optimistic about the future, but there's still the idiots who argue about not being able to say the N-word on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I also think there, you know, there's the issue of people who it's like, well, you don't agree, then get out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that mentality is so fucking toxic. Yeah. And not only that, it's like, you know, there is a thing where like, no, I don't feel this way about the flag. And no, I don't. I'm not proud to be an American right now. Yeah, no, I'm not. With that being said, I feel like my point of view is better than that point of view. Whereas I want my country to be better. Yeah. You're okay with how it is. I want it to improve. Yeah. Why are you saying, oh, just leave if you don't like how it is? Fuck that. <laughs> Hold it to a standard. Yeah. Make it, make it, you know, actually want to make America great. Not again. It's never been great. Like, we've always had issues. We've always had inequality. Make it great. Make it the number one country in the world. And, you know, I should be a lot of, you know, there is a lot of America hate. Racism does exist everywhere. You know, it's not it, just it an American does. problem. But, you know, it's the reason why I think it's worse, maybe not even worse here, but people are just so blind to it is because America is the most patriotic place, you know, like, you know, people are like, America's bad in any way. Like, what are you talking about? No. You know what I mean? That's like, crazy. <laughs> we are nowhere near the number one country in the world in any category. Our education sucks. Yeah. The wealth gap between the 1% and our, you know, low income is like one of the worst. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with We're, our country. Number one in the military. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank, thank God for that. <laughs> and it's, you know, we're also number one school shootings. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Yeah. It's just. Why not hold it to a higher standard and actually want to be viewed as number one rather than be laughed at by the rest of the country? It was the rest number of the world. Yeah, world. It was the number one day I think ever in terms of like protesting uh, last week or earlier this week in terms of countries where all 50 states had a protest the same day and multiple different countries yeah. around the world were protesting for our issues. Yeah. And it's more a general issue. It is. Yeah. But it's something that started here. I think it's been. I don't know if it because the, there was also the, the you know, actual thing that's like you know the Minneapolis thing George Floyd oh yeah kicked please. it off that started yeah. here, um, yeah and I and that's another problem too is it's almost like you know if you say anything bad about America there's so many people in this country you know that say the get out like doesn't mean everything's bad here you no, know what I, like absolutely not I saw this was like a random conversation I saw on Twitter between two people I don't even follow I don't know why I looked at this was months ago. But it was like a guy in like Europe talking to someone else and maybe from America. I don't know. And what he said, he was like, yeah, you know, people around the world kind of like look at America and laugh, you know, with everything going on. He's like, but in terms of the global superpowers, which is us, China and Russia are like the three global superpowers. Like we'd much rather you guys be the ones that are like, you know, controlling things because there are things in America, you know, there are good things about it's it's good in essence of like a capitalist economy and people being able to be free and everything. All those things are great in essence. It's just corruption in this country and everything else is 
what draws that back and well and it. we're not even hurting the essence because freedom only applies if you fit a certain narrative yeah it's ridiculous that the whole history of this country is just people fighting for their right to do things when the whole thing is built on the right to you know like rights yeah literally the fucking country was founded on people being free <laughs> being able to do this have your own religion have your own beliefs vote and choose what happens yeah like, well I, people need to vote oh, absolutely. but the problem is too is you know i don't get political but i don't know i'm nonpartisan, so i don't give a shit right now the problem is we have an orange cheeto versus a guy with dementia who i don't think is going to do much better yeah. honestly no it's not good i, I don't know what I, I had joe biden is not going to solve our problems i'm just saying that he's not and i had this conversation with uh it was eric on twitter Mm-hmm. He was saying how, like, oh, you guys think, you know, Trump's so bad, but Hillary and Biden are going to be so much worse. And well, I was Hillary's like... Hillary's not even... Well, Hillary or Biden would have been so yeah. much worse. And I was like, you know, maybe you're right, but chances are they both have experience. I don't think they will do much worse on the government side of things yeah. than Trump. With that being said, I don't think they will cause a fraction of the hate that Trump has. Yeah. In terms of just being a leader. Not policies, <laughs> not the economy, just being a leader. And that's I think all their policies a really is. And I think their policies and economy and everything, a lot of that has to do with Congress. Congress and who you surround with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I think that either way, either one of them aren't going to fucking put the country in the dumps. For as bad as Trump has been, when, you know, before there was the coronavirus, there were some good things about him. Well, and but again, that's a lot of just, you know, the natural flow of things. I think the economy... You know, barring let's say one of them would have made a, a weird decision. I don't. I don't see that happening. The economy would have been very similar if Hil- Hillary was in office mm-hmm. as Trump was in office, because everyone touts the economy as the one thing Trump has done. Um, a lot of the things would have been similar, you know, but the leadership would have been different, and maybe hopefully the hatred wouldn't have been as much. And that was the point I was making: is a lot of things would be the same except for the public opinion. But the thing is, we've broken the seal. I was thinking about this the other day, and I am genuinely terrified if Trump loses the election. I am because you think these riots are bad right now, like in terms of violence, like the entitled white people in this country who support him to the death, even though no one can tell me one great thing that he's done for this country, which I'd love. I want to put that on my Facebook because I have some Trump supporters on my Facebook. Please do. I would like Um, to see like what is what has been great compared to four years ago. What in your life personally that you can be attributed to Trump, not winning the lottery or something is greater than it's been four years ago. Oh, cool. The stock market's up. How does that affect you? The rich is getting richer. Like, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, the tax reform? Guess what? I still paid $4,000 in taxes this year. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, it's bullshit. He hasn't done anything. Most presidents don't do anything. Obama was heads. a fucking bad president. I, I mean, I, a lot of people are going to hate me for that, but a lot of the shit he did, like behind closed doors and restricting the media, is the same shit Trump's doing. He was just loved by mainstream media, and most importantly, he was more compassionate. You know what I mean? He was a leader. You know, I don't think – I think you could pick apart every president and their decisions, you know? Absolutely. Um, the thing is they're a leader. Yeah. They are not buried in the government making policies the entire day. A lot of it is they're a figurehead. Yeah. They're who people look up to. And when someone is spewing hatred, that's what goes throughout the country. Yeah. When someone is passionate and caring for, you know, their neighbors, like, it, it, it makes a difference. It it's really just- does. But that's the problem is we've already we've already popped the seal on this. So, you know, if he's out of office, the Mentos are going in the Coke bottle and it's just going to explode his tweets. He's going to be 
he's, he's gonna be advocating for riots if he no yeah if he's out. not the president if he loses the presidential election he erection <laughs> hey oh if he loses the presidential election he will 100 percent tweet his people to make a statement against sleepy joe like it's gonna be bad and i'm yeah. scared I think it was Dave Bautista I follow, and like Trump did something. He went on a tangent. He was like, "If you think this man is peacefully leaving the office, you are insane. <laughs> like, you think he's just gonna casually walk out and be like, okay, good job? No, there's no way. It's gonna be a shit show. Oh man, dude. It's just, it's a sad reality. I'm not gonna talk more about the president, but we need a leader right now. And the one thing we don't have is that's the one thing we don't have. So and you gotta love our uh, our bipartisan and government. I and I don't think the other guy would options. be much better. Where we had two bad options with Hillary and Trump, and we have two bad options now. Andrew Yang. Yang gang, baby. Fuck yeah. I don't know, Ty. It's disheartening. I said last week. I mean, I don't know where the riots were at at the point of last week's recording, because everything's been a blur. But I said, we're at a point in American, like, a turning point. Like, there's going to be, like, a revolution. And it feels like that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, we have fucking... Military marching on people, shooting people, cops getting arrested now. Finally, thank God, because so many videos of them committing police brutality are yeah. out there. And that's another thing about that too. People are like, because there's like one white cop who got like jumped by like you know a group of African Americans. Like, yeah, that's bad. Like, no one that's fighting for the Black Lives Movement is going to condone that. A lot of them don't condone the fucking rioting and pillaging the, the stores and shit. Yeah, like, it's. But that's the thing is like that's the ultimate counter. It's like, oh, so they care about all, li- you know, Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. That's fucking stupid, too. Um, you know, but what about this white cop? Why don't we cover that? What about how, and another thing, I, I don't know if you listen to the Arian Foster part yes. of my take. But the whole, you know, the number where there's more white people killed by the cops, you know, than black people. The argument, like, cops are corrupt, you know, in upon itself. You know, there's probably are some killings of the white people that are, you know, corrupt. They didn't deserve to die. But, you know, statistically, there's less black people in this country. So when you proportion it, you know, the proportion towards the black deaths by the police is way higher. not even remotely close. And, like, you know, like, how many cops are killing white guys because they're race? That's the thing. It's like, if you kill a white guy because you think he's threatening in some way, like, you're probably, like, I don't know. It's, It's a race issue. It's a race issue. And I don't understand how people don't see that. Yeah. When you look at those, chances are the white guy there's something agitating that creates that situation yeah more than when an african-american is sitting there with his hands in the air and getting shot yeah like there's so many videos out there of that shit and it's much more common and i also saw like, not all cops are bad i don't want to make it seem like not. i hate cops i know multiple great cops and you know it's it's obviously it's a terrible thing when a cop dies but i hate this statistic where it shows like a thousand cops last year or whatever died to citizens whereas only you know x amount of like that's so backwards like imagine being like you know what i mean like the united states military for example let's say they kill ten thousand innocent people but they're gonna be like hey but 500 of our soldiers died or the same amount of our soldiers died <laughs> but you know like so it's okay like we shouldn't be you know like no like these are innocent people they're killing like yes it sucks that cops die but like I don't want to say it's part of the job because obviously you don't want cops to die, but like you're assuming that risk. You're choosing that. Imagine it's like, I don't know, man. Like, let's say there's a football player. You know what I mean? And this football player, Vontez Perfect, gives 10 NFL players a concussion. Yep. 
you know, in a game. He may have actually done that. <laughs> in a game, gives 10 NFL players a concussion. It's like, damn, that sucks. But, you know, that's kind of part of football, you know, like. And then he goes out and just fucking lays out 10 innocent strangers in the streets and gives them 10 concussions. Like, obviously, those 10 concussions in the street is going to be, like, it's not part of the line of work. And, yes, it sucks that cops die. But, like, it's it's totally different. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not. That this, is a risk you are choosing to take. It's not, you know. It sucks. It it sucks, and I don't want to downplay it in any way, but it's different for, you know, an armed officer of the law, you know, running with, you know, to the bad person and, you know, he dies, rather than shooting an unarmed, innocent civilian that's walking down the street or whatever the case may be. No, I, I don't even know the name. You know, I feel bad that I don't know the name, but I know there's the one case that was recent where the woman was literally shot in her sleep at her own house. Oh, yeah, they just reopened that today. Yeah, where it's like literally... Doing nothing, asleep in your own home, the police broke into the wrong home, I believe, and you end up dead. Yeah. Literally nothing. Which, I get it. You know, the argument's like, oh, cops, you know, they're in a high-pressure situation. They might panic. Like, A, if you're panicking over that, you shouldn't be a cop. You know what I mean? But B, even if you're in a high-pressure situation like that, like, why are you shooting someone that's sleeping or, you know, whatever the case may be? However that plays out, in what world do you feel threatened for your life (laughs) by the person who is sleeping? And that's the problem is I feel like, you know, a lot of cops are not fighting to protect people, but they feel threatened or whatever. And it's like they're fighting for their own life when that's not what it is. And a lot of people use the argument and be like, you know, well, he was feared, you know, scared for his life. And it's like, why do you expect untrained people who are not comfortable around police officers to handle a situation better than the guy who's getting paid and is supposed to have all this training to handle these situations and keep his cool, you know, keep his cool during these situations? Yeah. He's supposed to have training. He's supposed to be able to handle this kind of shit. And you're expecting more out of the unarmed citizens than you are the person who gets paid to do this. Yeah, there's a video right now. It's training, I guess, some officer in Buffalo breaking. I guess they, like, injured some old white dude at a protest, and he's, like, bleeding out of his ear in this picture. People are going to turn that and be like, see, officers aren't racist. White people die, too. And it's like, well, A, you know, they're humans. Yes, they're humans, and we should have sympathy for the ones that aren't bad. But they're also humans, and they're going to get corrupt with power. And there absolutely is people that get corrupt with power. Mm-hmm. And they get racially corrupt with power. Doesn't mean all of them are. And that's that's what I try explaining, too. It's like, so you're mad that they're stereotyping cops as bad. That's what black people live with every day for the existence of this country. That is what they're arguing. Like, yeah, I guess you could say they're being hypocrites. But, like, no. They've been, you know, they've been treated that way their entire existence, you know, in this country. They the existence of this country, like, I don't feel bad that they now have a, a grudge, a stereotype against cops. It's like the blue lives matter thing that people, you know, blue lives over black lives. <laughs> and it's like, you're, you're choosing that. <laughs> you're choosing to wear that blue uniform. Yeah. You're assuming a risk wearing that. Yeah. African Americans are just being born. <laughs> They're just existing. <laughs> I don't know. It, you know what, Jay? I had I, one thing I, I had some, uh, and this is just coming off someone with no research. Cause I hate the argument, maybe not the argument, but I just hate that there's been nothing done because it generally seems like they don't give a shit. Yep. And it's like, well, how can you change the police force? Like I have done no, no research. I'm not in a position of power. And I came up with four steps that I think could help at least start a change. And again, this is coming from someone who's not even like educated that much in the manner. So the people that are educated should be able to do a better job. Number one is thorough social media background checks. I actually did some, read some articles, and it appears they don't already do this. At least it's not like a widely practiced 
um, thing for like police, you know, stations or whatever. Some do, but the article I was reading was pretty much advocating why all of them should because they don't already or whatever. Meaning search the officers, you know, see if you see anything racial or anything, you know. Which is, I don't know how more people are doing that because one of my coworkers was trying to get and be part of like the sheriff's department. Yeah. They called other people at my job, not managers, other employees to ask about him. Yeah. I'm sure there definitely are places that do that's that, I'm but like, it's how obviously is that not, not across the board where you're doing that going in, you know, depth like that. Yeah. Uh, more training. Obviously they need more training. It's like 110 hours or whatever. They do train a lot, but more training, but including not limiting to, this is important. I think they should take academic courses that teach the history of racial disparity in this country. Um, and just a, among other things, racial disparity, civil disparity, just like, you know, so they can at least somewhat understand what people think and what they've been through in the history of this so they know what they're dealing with. Be educated about it. Um, obviously, proper punishment without needing riots because there's no accountability in the police force at all. And uh, make the chief of police an elected position because it is not an elected position. Sheriffs can be an elected position. The chief of police is appointed, which I guess you're electing the mayor or whatever. But no, make it an elected position. The guy someone that isn't doing a good enough job, get him out of office or yeah. someone who will hold people accountable. Yeah. And you look at the you know situation like George Floyd, where the first autopsy was like, oh well, he had underlying conditions, so that's why. And it's like that's such a load of shit. They had to do an independent autopsy yeah. to reveal like, no, it was because he was fucking choked to death. Yeah, like that's crazy that that ever in a million years is the outcome of this, where they're trying to cover up that much. I, yeah, I don't know. It's craziness. What I was gonna say, it sucks. It's sad. We got we got some more other things to get away from being sad, Jay. Yeah. We we got a little something special here today. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little sneak peek of uh the upcoming season of Naked and Afraid. Oh really? I don't know how we got this. They gave us a little audio clip, and uh, we're just Is this gonna, a sponsor. Uh, apparently, I don't know. It was crazy. I just it, I, it was in my email. Uh, we're we're gonna let you guys have a listen. And then after that, the DC EU list. This week on Naked and Afraid, we go deep into the heart of the Mojave Desert, with temperatures reaching a scorching 120 in the summer and an ecosystem dominated by wild partiers. It's one of the fiercest environments on Earth. This is Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, my name's Jason Reed. My friends call me Scudder, or Scut for short. If you really get to know me, you can call me Scud or Tur. I'm 21 years old, and I'm from Southern Tennessee. I've been hiking about three times probably, and one of which I almost died, so I say I'm fairly ready to face this challenge. Prior to the trip, we had a survival experts assess Jason on a number of different categories to give him a primitive survival rating, or PSR. He scored okay in the mental, but his lack of survival skills and his near-death experience on a simple hike dropped his score. They gave Jason a 0.3 out of 10. You know, they said I was under-skilled or not qualified, and there was no chance I could survive 21 days. But, you know, I just viewed that as a chip on my shoulder. To start, we will drop Jason off on the Vegas Strip at Caesars Palace. From there, his 21-day challenge will begin. He will need to travel miles down the Strip and over to Fremont Street. He will then need to ride the Fremont Street zipline down to the bottom, where he will finally find his extraction point. You know, I'm not too concerned about surviving. I know my skills will take care of me in that department, but one issue is going to be the nudity involved in this challenge. So I guess we'll just see how it goes. The car pulls up outside of Caesar's Palace, and Jason is forced to undress. He opens the door and gets out. It's 8 a.m., and Jason is now standing outside of Caesar's Palace, hanging dong. As soon as I step out of the car, the first thing I realize is how hot it is. Good golly, the sun is just baking down on me. I need something to cover my skin and need it fast. 
For this trip, Jason is allowed to bring one survival item in order to help him survive this 21-day challenge. For my survival item, I brought my most prized possession. I brought all 50 of my $2 bills. You know how rare those puppies are? My hope is that I could buy something to help stay covered up. I'm going to go check out this gift shop, and hopefully there's some sort of clothing in there. Jason goes into the shop to buy something to wear, but he is shocked to find they only have one shirt left. A 4XL shirt that says, let me play with your deck, and I'll flash you my pair. It's not ideal, but it'll have to do. Lucky enough for me, no one really cared that I was naked when I bought the shirt. I guess that's just Vegas. Scooter then decides that in order to survive the next 21 days, he will need more money to get a room. So he's taking his remaining $80 and heading to the Caesars Palace Sportsbook. Yeah, so I decided I need some more money, so I threw all $80 on a five-leg sports parlay. If this hits, I'll be able to eat, relax, and maybe get some strippers for the rest of the challenge. Scuzz, first four legs of the parlay hit, but then, out of nowhere, tragedy strikes. The final leg of his parlay was a simple Patriots money line over the Miami Dolphins. Unfortunately for him, the Dolphins, who were down by five, had one final play. Three laterals and a missed tackle by Rob Gronkowski later, and the Dolphins pull off the upset. Man, let me tell you something. It hurts. It really, really does. I risked the last of my resources on that, and it sucks to come that close and lose it all. You know, after that loss, I had to sit and do some soul-searching, and I've decided I'm going to have to tap out to the challenge. A mere five hours into his 21-day survival challenge, and Jason is forced to walk away. After this, our experts reevaluated Jason, and despite only lasting five hours, his PSR actually goes up from 0.3 to 0.5. You know, my mama and my wife, Peggy Sue, always told me to never quit something once you've started. That's why I got the most coveted anchor of land in Tennessee. But you also have to know when to walk away, and that's what I was forced to do today. This challenge brought back Jason's life-threatening addiction to gambling, and he has since lost his trailer and his dear wife, Peggy Sue. We reached out to contact Jason and found him back in Las Vegas, wearing the same shirt from the challenge. Man, have y'all ever heard of this fellow named Black Jake? He sure is fun, but Peggy Sue did not support of our friendship after I lost the title to our trailer when I hit on a 19. I no longer got my beloved Peggy Sue, but I got a new best friend in Jake. Hey, y'all got any $2 bills? Jason's experience shows just how deadly Las Vegas can really be. Just be glad that when you go there, you don't get dropped off naked and afraid. Wild episode. Uh, turns out there actually wasn't enough footage for them to uh, actually air it. It's an exclusive home for that. Yeah, pretty crazy. Great stuff. New season, though. There's going to be a new DCEU movie, tie. Speaking of new stuff. Um, spe- new, but not new. Speaking of which, uh, today was the day. We're recording this. Today was the day Wonder Woman 19-whatever was supposed to release. So, uh, real sad. I'd be in the Damn, right now. I'm so... Sad about that. I, I about another DC movie. That one looked good, okay? <laughs> Dick. Yeah, it was a Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League cut, right? Justice League? Uh, yeah. Is his name is even Zack Snyder? Did I get that right? Yes, Snyder cut of Justice League. Which, how different is it really going to be? Um, Apparently a decent amount. I don't believe it. So we, I believe he had to leave the project early. Yeah. And so he didn't get to finish it, but there's like a bunch of footage they didn't use and they're re-editing things and changing shit. And it's a money grab, let's be honest. Million percent. It's something where they already have that movie. It already exists. They don't have to pay the actors again. They don't have to do any of this and they can invest a little bit of money in it for a large return. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, but with that coming out to HBO Max, I think in like the summer, right? July, maybe. Um, we decided to rank all eight 
DCEU movies. At the beginning, I was kind of um, playing it up. Like, there was a lot. It was I was making a joke that there isn't that many. But apparently, you do think eight is a lot. It's a significant amount. We look up to the Spider-Man trilogy. It's three. Like, <laughs> Harry Potter had, like, nine? I think Harry Potter had eight. Eight. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a good enough That's amount. That's another thing we could rank. All Harry Potter movies. I will not be doing that. I mean, I haven't seen Harry Potter, and I have no intent to. I think I've seen them, but I don't remember. Do you like them? I watched them as a child. I can't tell you the last Can time I watched Can we take one. a stance as an anti-Harry Potter podcast? Fuck yeah. Everyone getting tattoos and shit. Like, fucking wizard. Yeah. Fuck Harry Potter. <laughs> fuck Harry Potter. <laughs> Percy Jackson, way better. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> What's like a Harry Potter equivalent? Star Wars? Lord of the Rings. Or die, bro. Fuck. I've never seen movie. a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> All right. Speaking of that, though, we ranked eight DCEU movies. Since we talked about it, are we going to, like, if so, if my number eight is on your list higher, are you going to tell me where it's at or no? I don't know. What do you think? Probably not. All right. That's fine. We're just, we're just going to rattle them. If they're the same, we'll both say, like, oh, that's also my number six. Um, Justice League, number eight. Okay. Just massively disappointing. Um, totally rushed. They just whole rushed the, what did they call the the superheroes? They had like a word for them. Remember, and I think it's Batman vs Superman. There was like files. It's like we found these like superhumans or something. I think it's. It was some weird word. Remember though. Yeah, you know I what I'm talking about. I can remember. They Meta, ru- metahumans. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Rushed the hell out of it. No um, introduction really to Flash, Aquaman. Aquaman got his movie after. Are they doing a Flash movie? They're supposed to. I don't know if they are anymore. Um, I don't think so actually. But still, you know, you go into it optimistic. You know, team-up movies are so oh, badass. Superman was dead. We all knew he was going to come back. And Terrible CGI mustache. <laughs> they just fight this big bad who I don't remember. Don't even remember his name. Um, don't even remember, what, like, why he was – what he was trying was to do. After the boxes. There was boxes. There's you know a movie's bad when I, it's just – I forget about it. And uh, – Superman was better than the rest of the Justice well, League combined. And, yeah, that's a big, you know, you have the Justice League. They bring Superman back. He's evil for a little bit. They can't fight him. He's evil with a bad CGI mustache. I don't want to let that part get passed over. It's the <laughs> worst CGI it was I've a ever bad seen in a big undo movie. of CGI mustache. Yes, he had a mustache. And in the movie, in there life. was no mustache. Which, why doesn't he just shave? Like, how does that line up where you can't film? It was reshoots. He was in the middle of filming Mission Impossible, and they would not allow him to shave the mustache. And so they had to go back for reshoots for Justice League while he was already filming this movie. And if he would have shaved the mustache, they would have had to have CGI'd the mustache onto him. But a mustache grows back relatively quick. It was pretty. It was a pretty bushy mustache. <laughs> Hence why the CGI'd removal of it was so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but he like fucks up the Justice League and then just goes and fucks up the big bad at the end. I, I just I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I don't remember it. Didn't like it. Number eight. Okay. Number eight for me, Suicide Squad. I'll just say now because it's next on my list, number seven, since it's so close. I'll just say now, Justice League was mine. <laughs> okay. So we flip-flopped. <laughs> as long as we agree on the bottom two. <laughs> okay. Suicide Squad had just, again, a terrible villain. Yeah. Who was the villain? <laughs> the, that little... the witch chick? Yeah. So many characters you don't care about. Yeah. Harley Quinn was good. Will, Will, but even in that, Will Smith was, uh, he was good. Harley Quinn, compared to her later movie, which we'll talk about when we get to that point of the list, totally just sexualized in this movie. Absolutely. Like that, like, I saw a video. I think that's part of the character, though. 
I, well, it was funny, though, because I saw a video where it's, like, male director, and it showed Harley Quinn being all sexualized, and it's, like, female character, and it showed Birds of Prey, and she's, like, not being sexualized. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's probably right. Absolutely. I think it is part of the character to an extent. Yeah. But. They definitely played it up. And... Absolutely played it up. Um, The characters are cool in theory. The story was terrible. How about the biggest overpromise of the century with Jared Leto's Joker? Like, being an actual part of the movie maybe, for more than five minutes? Yeah, maybe four or five minutes. And those five minutes sucked? Which, allegedly, they're also doing a, I don't know the director's name, but whatever, suicide qu- cut, where the director makes his movie, <laughs> just like the Snyder cut. Isn't it? What's his name? James Gunn? Or no, he's doing Suicide Squad 2. He's doing the second one. No, no, okay. no. This is the first one, but the director's cut. No, yeah, I get that. I just... Yeah. Um, And he... You know, there's more. Was it Phillips? I feel like it was. Was it Todd Phillips? No, I don't know why that name he came did to mind. The Joker movie. David Ayer. Yes, Ayer cut. Well, no, it also says James Gunn though. Did James Gunn take over? No, James Gunn did not do this Suicide Squad movie. Nah, I don't know. E- either way, David Ayer. They're doing the Ayer cut, which is supposed to have a lot if more. If you're Jared already Leto. the director, how do you not have your cut? Don't know. No fucking clue. <laughs> I don't know how this shit works. <laughs> Again, terrible character that I don't want to see any more of. I've seen enough to know I don't like that character. I don't like that portrayal of that character. Ho- Sucks. Jose from the Daily Press is stuck in his ways that this is the best Joker. I'm oh not my even joking. God. Yeah. What an absurd take. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he's like a gangster and that's what cool. an absurd take. <laughs> Just like literally 95% of the population, possibly more than that, who enjoy these films and have any opinion on them whatsoever, disagree with that wholeheartedly. I don't think he might be the only person that thinks that's the him I've and Jared Leto. I've never heard it before. I don't even think Jared Leto. I think Jared Leto's like, yeah, you know, could have done better. <laughs> Not so my he's best the work. only person on earth that thinks that's the best version of Joker. There might be some people who think it's good. But he might be the only person on earth that thinks that's the best. What an absurd day. There's been so many good portrayals, and that's the one. <laughs> that's the one we choose. I don't, I don't know, man. Suicide oh, man. Squad is number eight for me. Again, though, like I said about Justice League, forgettable. I don't remember a lot about this movie, and that's because I just didn't care. It was bad. Brandon I, loved it, too. I know there was, like, the zombie mini-bosses they fight, and they're like, oh, no, we can't take them out with guns. And then we take them out with baseball bats and, and I think, guns? <laughs> I I don't know, man. Bad movie. Followed up by my number seven, Justice League, and your number seven, Suicide Squad. So what's your number six? Oh, I feel like I had one more thing to say about Suicide Squad. Oh, also gave us one of the most annoying songs that got overplayed on the radio for like two years. I uh, hate the... All my friends are heathens. Take oh, it yeah. slow. I hate that song. Uh, I agree with that. I hate that I, song. I, I definitely agree with that. I forgot about it, but when you started singing it, I was like, that was overplayed like a motherfucker. It was the... I don't hate that take. I don't hate it one It day. was like the, the see you again, but a, a, ter- a worse song. Yeah. Number six on my list, Ty, is a movie I'm higher on than most people, but it's still number six. You can't <laughs> make it higher than anyone else. And that's Batman versus Superman. Okay. Okay, um, <laughs> there's a little pause there. I'm, I'm a little confused right now. Um, you know, it was, it was, I, I, I thought it was better than people gave it credit for. I like the whole build up with, um, what's his name, the bald guy, Lex Luthor, and how he like framed Superman to be evil. I thought they had something going with that. Like that whole storyline was good. Um, it did seem forced. Mm-hmm. It was just definitely a money draw just to get Batman and Superman in the same thing. Um, 
But I mean, the movie itself, if you take away the expectations, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. I just think the expectations were so massive. And I do think it's the, the Martha thing. This is the laziest writing in the history of cinema. At least laziest writing in the history of uh, superhero cinema. I'll, I'll talk about it more when we get to it. Are you taking a, another stance on the Martha scene? I'll talk about it more when we get to it. And then uh, Wonder Woman just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> So uh, it was it was all right. I, I like it more than most people, but it's still number six for me. I can't yeah. put it ahead of the other ones. Number six for me is a movie I just do not remember. <laughs> and the more I look back on it, I don't think that's a good thing. I can think of scenes from it. But you think a superhero movie, and I think of fun and action and wanting to watch it. And I can't tell you the last time I've seen this movie, and it's the only one not on HBO, and that's Man of Steel. Yeah. Superman's a cool character, but he is... A character I don't think they figured out how to use in a movie. Yeah. He's terrible in Justice League. He's too OP, dude. He's just overpowered. And you look at like the MCU, like they figured out Thor. They figured out Hulk. Yeah. They figured out how to... You know, Captain Marvel, even. They figured out ways to use them. I don't think they figured out Superman yet. No. Which sucks, because I think it could be a cool character. I mean, yeah, and like in the 70s and 80s and stuff, when they had the original Superman movies... You didn't really need to figure that stuff out. It was just kind of like, look at everything Superman could do. You know, yeah. that's why the classic Superman movies did so well and were so popular. But yeah, now with Marvel raising the bar, it's just like, oh, we're just going to have this guy who shits on everyone. Like, And the issue is you have to, absolutely have to force Kryptonite somehow into your storyline. Otherwise, he just beats everyone's ass. Yeah. Like, it's literally a, if you want to have any sort of like, you know, expectation and, oh, is he going to lose? You have to force that into your storyline yeah. somehow. Which sucks. Sucks that that's a necessity to have, like, any, he might lose. Like, they can't, yeah. And, like, I don't know. Maybe if they spent time building up, like, a badass who could, like, actually go toe-to-toe with Superman and kill him somehow. Your dad knows a lot more about comics. There might be someone. There is. No, there is. Dark side. Um, There's, uh, it's basically Ultron, but for DC. Okay. Like a robot guy. There's a couple things that, you know, that have killed Superman. But I think doomsday was also another one who i mean i guess i mean we're saying this and he did die in one of the movies but but it's a load of shit yeah it's just it was the most bullshit death in a film ever it was more bullshit superman dying than everyone fading to dust in the first like at least most people bought that and cried over it meanwhile me and you were just kind of like we kind of know they're coming back and even at the end of the movie dude they couldn't fucking hold their load in long enough to not just bust at the end with the dirt lifting off of his coffin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like chill the fuck out dude you're making a justice league movie we know what's gonna happen he's like i gotta i gotta fucking do it i gotta fucking oh <laughs> dirt raising off like come on <laughs> it's terrible man of steel is number six for me i know how to fix um uh, man of steel is number five it's next on my list while we're talking about it uh, <laughs> wow okay um i'm i'm gonna let you finish but batman superman is five. okay <laughs> um i think i would rather see superman as a bad guy I mean, even then, we had Batman versus Superman where he was portrayed as the bad guy. But that, like, and in the beginning of Justice League, when he shows up, he's the bad guy. But that, Those like, five good. minutes of Justice League when they pulled him out of the coffin and he was fighting them, like, that was, like, the best five minutes, like, of the movie, by far. I don't remember it entirely. I remember the bad mustache. The whole scene. <laughs> well, like, I remember the scene where it's, like, the most memorable part for me where, you know, Flash is, like, running or whatever, trying to do whatever. And you see Superman just slowly turn his head and, like, watch Flash running. And Flash is just like, oh, shit. And then Superman, like, follows him. You know what I mean? Like, I think if they do a bad Superman, if they make him the villain, I don't know. I think it'd be – I just think it'd be better. Could be. He's just too overpowered, dude. He is. Like, one of your superheroes is Flash. 
fastest man on earth, except for Superman, who's also <laughs> as fast as him. His entire thing is like Superman's fourth trick in his bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah, and that's maybe that's why I'm assuming is Superman done? Are they done with that? I mean, are they Actually, done with the DCEU? It, ju- it just got reported that Henry Cavill will be like a Hulk character where he will not get any more solo movies, but he'll show up as like a character in other movies. Okay. Which I don't hate if they can figure out how to use him like the overpowered Hulk character. No, because they're just going to fucking save him for every single movie he's in. He's going to enter the exact same spot because movies are very predictable, especially superhero movies. Yeah, absolutely. You have the fucking... Most Marvel movies are too. You have the, the middle battle that you lose and then you're down in the dumps. It's like this in any movie though. Like the Age emo- of Ultron. Like they go back to the farm, they regroup, and then they win. Well, even emotional movies, you know, you have, like, the big breakup or whatever, and then it's all sad, and then you win her at the end. Like, it's the same shit. It's, it's like, mild peak, low, and then the peak. They're going to bring him in in that, that low every time. It's going to be like, fuck, we lost. Here comes Superman. Win. Every time. That's going to be how they're using him, because they're not capable of not using him that way, because they, they can't hold in their Superman load. Yes. They fucking splurge it everywhere, Tyler. That's a great metaphor I created there. <laughs> Number five for me. I mean, a lot of... <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Never mind. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> Number five for me, Batman versus Superman. Higher on my list than you'd expect. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched it recently. Um, okay. I honestly should have put this eighth because it pisses me off more than anything on the face of the earth that they wasted Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> because you watched the opening, I think like three scenes with him, mm-hmm. where he's Bruce Wayne driving around the city as Superman's destroying the city. And you see that heroics, and you see him as just this hero character. Yeah. And he's fucking great. You see him as Batman, and he's fucking brutal, and he just fucks people up in, like, the warehouse scene and everything. He's incredible, like, the combat with that Batman. Yeah. And then you see, like, the full-on Bruce Wayne at the party doing a detective, like, getting other stuff. He is such a good fucking Batman that they gave terrible writing to, and it just and he was not good in Justice League. Yeah. Because they switched it up. In Justice League, they're, oh, Marvel's funny. We have to be funny, too, now. Yeah. And he's a different character in Justice League. And that, that that's it. He just doesn't want to do it anymore. I don't blame him. And he could have been such a good Batman. Those few scenes with him that just stand out, they're incredible. Yeah. Some of the best scenes of Batman like movies there are. Incredible. Uh, wow. The warehouse scene's fucking incredible. Yeah. And I love his like Bruce Wayne portrayal. But they fucked it up. Fucked it up bad. <laughs> yeah, they did. How about Martha? The Martha thing was really smart, really stupid execution. You think it's smart? I think the idea... I like you've been on the record before of saying how stupid it was. I've, I'm, no, I'm 100%. I've always had this take that the idea behind it to humanize this god, and he's like, oh, he's a fucking... You know, he's a god. He's going to kill us one day. And the idea behind it is I care for my mom just like you. Yeah. I have a... You know, I have human feelings. I was raised as a human... You humanize this character, and that's where you're like, okay, I get it. He's just trying to do good. Okay. That's a great idea. Fucking Martha? Really? So you – okay, well, I would agree that I agree with the idea of wanting to humanize, but just the whole Martha thing is stupid. The way they did it was stupid, yes. <laughs> Their goal that they wanted to achieve was smart. The way they <laughs> achieved it was stupid. So stupid. It's bad. I also hate Lex Luthor. I thought he was decent. I think he's a terrible Lex Luthor, and I like <laughs> – I like Fucking, what's his name? Eisenberg? Yeah. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. I like him. I think he was a terrible Lex Luthor. I like the, the stupid fucking... I don't really know any other Lex Luthers, though. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think, like, like cartoons growing up. I think of... Uh, or show Smallville. Is it because he had hair? 
I mean, the hair was weird, but just like his mannerisms, he was too like, I don't know. I feel like Lex Luthor should just be like a smart businessman, like intimidating. Not like yeah. all, not Jesse Eisenberg. Not him. That was a bad <laughs> casting. Who's a good, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, he probably could have back in the day. <laughs> what about The Rock? Nope, nope. That was bad casting. <laughs> Why? He's way too yoked. Who's <laughs> a bald, skinny guy? He's got to be skinny. Well, I mean, you said Rock was too yoked. Oh, The Rock is one of the hugest fucking humans. <laughs> He's so oh, fucking God. large. All he does is work out. <laughs> if true. the scale is skinny or Rock, then everyone's fucking <laughs> twigs. My number four, Ty, is um, Aquaman. Also my number four. Wow, we're agreeing a lot. Yes, we are. I think in by itself, Aquaman is an enjoyable movie. It is a movie... That I could see myself thrown on when I'm staying at a Holiday Inn and I don't have great connection on my phone. And I'm watching whatever they got on the TV and be okay with it. I like the Aquaman character. Yeah. I like his portrayal a lot. Um, A lot of people like what he looks like. I like his name, Jason. Great name. Pretty good name. (laughs) I like, you know, Jason Momoa's portrayal of the character. Yeah, I I think he nails Aquaman. I don't, I mean. I just think Aquaman's lame. And I think the, I mean, they've had some cool scenes, but it's just swimming around the whole time. And it, it's hard for me to care about it that much. And I don't think they executed it perfect. I think they did the best with Aquaman because if they just did like the traditional, I don't know, like, like kind of giving him the, the, like the roots or whatever that he had. Like, I don't know. I like what they did with it. I thought the movie was just kind of bland. Like yeah, it, it was just it was. a normal superhero movie. It, and again, it's four on my list. I think it's a good movie still. Yeah. But I, it just doesn't blow me away in any way. It's just Aquaman. And they made him cool. And I think the villains were pretty decent. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Huge plot hole. Yes. Not even explaining it. I told you about it when I first saw it. Just in the middle of that cave or whatever. Like in the middle of nowhere. They don't even know where they are. And the next scene, they're like in Italy or whatever. If you're in the middle of a desert and you're like part fish, <laughs> it's probably ain't good for you, dude. In like a in like a crease, yeah, no, just buried in the ground. It, like no, not even an explanation. They didn't even try. They were like, "This is gonna be too hard to explain." Let's just hope they don't realize. It's like some people are gonna ask questions. Fuck those people. <laughs> fuck us. That's what they're saying. That's they're it. Saying, they said fuck us. <laughs> That's why Alchemy's only number four. <laughs> also, my number four. So what? We're, I was also my number four. Oh, so we're okay. up to number three for you. Number three is Birds of Prey. Also, my number three. <laughs> Okay. Um, you were a lot higher on this movie when we reviewed it a few months back than I was. Maybe a little high, but I still stand by it's a very good movie. It's a good movie. Absolutely. Um, it's good. I like the storytelling dynamic with Harley Quinn. The whole narration, you know, and cutting back and forth and, you know, kind of her just explaining the story. And just I thought the side characters were good. Um, I thought the guy who played the villain did good. Ewan McGregor. The mask Obi-Wan guy. Kenobi. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. You said this when we did the review. <laughs> I think when I think of Obi Wan Kenobi, though, I think of the '70s because I always forget that the newer ones came out like the early 2000s, late 1990s. I think like 2006. Well, that was number three. Yeah, I forget that. Okay, it's fine. Um, it's a good movie though. It is. Uh, the action for me. Yeah, is action what, scenes are great. It just blows you know blows the lid off of it because there's so many different types of action scenes throughout it that are so enjoyable to watch. Very creative. Absolutely. The one where she goes in the police station, there's fucking confetti and glitter. Like, it's the most absurd shit you've ever seen. But it's very this character in the movie they're trying to yeah. create. 
There's the one where she's on roller skates fighting through the fucking, like, fun house and shit. And, like, yeah. There's a lot of really cool fight scenes in this. The storytelling, they used the best part of the worst DCEU movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they capitalized on her, did great surrounding characters, told a pretty good story. And it's just, honestly, if I had to choose one movie to throw on and watch, it's this movie. Out of every movie in existence? Of DCEU. <laughs> Out of all of them, if I, you lay all of yeah, them it's definitely me, the most just like fun. It's fun to watch. It's so enjoyable, which and I think is all you can really expect from a Harley Quinn movie. Too bad they fucked up the name. Stupidest fucking name ever. Original name: Birds of Prey. That's the, the you know. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And then they just change it to Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey, which right. is like the actual title now, which is what it should have been the entire time. <laughs> So dumb. I wonder how it did in the box office. I don't think it did in the box office. I don't Ty. think it did incredible. 200 mil. It made money. Their budget was 82 to 100 mil. Yeah. So, I mean, it made money, but you look at 200 mil superhero movie nowadays, that feels like a flop. <laughs> yeah. I liked it, though. I did, too. For sure. You, num- keep, you keep using the same picks as me, so you're up. My number two is Shazam. Okay. Shazam. I really like Shazam. Um, he says Shazam, the titular character. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were low on Shazam. When we did the Harley Quinn thing, obviously it's ahead of Birds of Prey because you haven't said it yet. But um, when we did Birds of Prey, I think you said Birds of Prey was better than Shazam. Are you going back on that now? Like I said, I was a little high on Birds of Prey. Okay. So it was recency bias. Okay, confirmed. I, I said that. <laughs> Tyler suffers from recency bias. Sometimes. Everyone keep that in mind. His scales are not accurate. Shit. That's a load of shit. Patent pending <laughs> scale. Um, it's great, though. Um, both the kid and the guy who looks like Jimmy Fallon, like a buff Jimmy Fallon. And I can't. I think it's Jimmy Fallon every time. <laughs> okay. If he ever steps out of the films, they should just put Jimmy Fallon in there and give him a bot like a buff suit. It'll work just fine. Okay. Um, they both do great. Um, the whole family dynamic of it is great. It was a little kind of predictable slash. I don't want to say cringy at the end when they all became like the Shazam characters, but you definitely saw it coming. I don't. I didn't. Really? I didn't know they were all going to become fucking Shazam superheroes. Oh, what the fuck? That was one. I of mean, the... when it led up to it, I was like, oh, this is what they're doing. Well, yeah. But throughout a good portion of it, yeah. Okay, like I didn't know that. until they started teasing it. Uh, the biggest drawback was the villain kind of sucked. <laughs> oh, he was terrible. He was not a good villain. They had a really good. Um... Oh, and the kid too, the friend or the Fantastic. brother, the disabled kid. He was great. Um, just that chemistry they had, you know, they were all filming, like they were going internet viral and everything. Like it was good, man. It was very funny. Uh, still good action scenes. I loved the character. Yeah. Uh, whichever version, the adult character and then the two kids. I think they were great. They had some emotion with the mom scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the family dynamic in all of them. It was great. Well, it was- then even having the adult Shazam be like a kid, pretty much. You know what I mean? No, he's still a kid. He's yeah. just a grown up fucking you know, six foot five can bench the Empire State Building kid. <laughs> so that was <laughs> unique. And it was, you know, DC's tried a bunch of different things. They've tried going dark. They've tried going funny. They've tried going more whimsical with Birds of Prey. Like, this was the one time humor actually landed for them and made sense and didn't feel like they were trying to force it just to be more like Marvel. Absolutely. Um, and it's like the one character they could have done that with. So maybe there's probably more, but so far. It's the one character they appropriately did it with yeah. and nailed it. Yeah. Did a good job. Better villain, a little bit better story. Would have been a fucking incredible movie. Yeah. But it was still very, very good. 
He was entangled. He played Flynn, Finn Ryder. Yep. Flynn. Flynn. He was in Thor Ragnarok. He's uh one of the Bandral. Like, yeah. He's one of the, like the side characters that gets killed by Hela. I want to say, like the side heroes in As- Asgard. Wow. Didn't even notice that. Yep. And he's coming back for Shazam two in twenty twenty two. Fuck yeah. Which is in pre production. Um. So what's your number two? My number two is Wonder Woman. Okay. I think it's not my favorite movie, but when you look at all of them, it's by far the best story. Okay. <laughs> it's by far the best story. Why are you laughing? The be- it has the best plot. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's very good. It's a good portrayal of Wonder Woman. This was their first good movie. Yeah. I, I mean, depending on your opinion of Man of Steel... Some people liked it. You know, it wasn't universally loved. Yeah. This is the first one where they're like, hey, DCEU has a chance. Yeah. I think it was the second one, too, though. So it was early on. It couldn't have been the second one. She was introduced in Batman Superman. No way. Are you serious? That's how they fucking introduced her. They just shoved her into Batman. Oh, my God. That makes it even worse. Yeah. No, you're wrong. (laughs) I'm not. Is that really? She just fucking showed up and that's how they introduced her? Yeah. Almost positive. Because in that... I believe you, because that's something they would do. Because in that, he like goes through the files, and then he's like looking at all the metahumans, and one of them's Wonder Woman. It's like, hey, that's Shit. that chick that was I was interacting with. You're probably right. And then she shows up in the end fight scene to help as Wonder Woman. And then Batman v Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman's part of the final battle. Yeah. That movie was three hours. Batman Superman? Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Three hours and three minutes crazy but anyways her standalone film chris pine i like that guy he's in stuff and i like him in stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> i enjoy seeing his face on screen he's an enjoyable <laughs> actor he's funny chris P- pine yes do i know what he looks like he's the guy in wonder woman well ty here's the thing i've never seen wonder woman yeah i know that <laughs> and it's number one on my list love it <laughs> that's a statement to the dceu to be better that. I'm fine with that. I made a movie that I've never seen the number one movie on my list. I'm absolutely fine with it. <laughs> Mostly because people are, I, are really like love the movie. So I just made it. I made it number one more as a joke. My actual number one of movies I've seen would, would be Shazam. Just move, remove Wonder Woman. That'd be my list. But people seem to love Wonder Woman. And again, I just want to make a statement for the zero people at DCEU Studios. Warner Brothers Studios that are listening to this. Make better movies. Make more movies like Wonder Woman. In your defense, it has the highest Rotten Tomato score. It's three. It has a 93. Shazam has a 90. All right. So my actual number one is Shazam, but I, I just kind of did that to be funny. Me seeing all of the movies, my actual number one is also Shazam. <laughs> uh, very similar list. I'm surprised you have Shazam at number one. I really am. It's good. It's, it's a good movie. I, I felt like I was higher on it than you, though. I think you were. Don't get me wrong, but again, the bar is not very high with DC. <laughs> Their best movie is a mid to lower tier Marvel movie, and that's just a, a fact. I don't think it'd be lower tier. I think it'd be like I think it's in the bottom half. I think it's r- at the bottom of the first half. I think it's better than the first two Thors. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. Maybe at least one of the Iron Mans, Iron Man 3 maybe. I don't know. Iron Man 3 was decent. It was very disappointing. I think Iron Man 2 is accepted as the bad Iron Man film. 
I'm just pissed at Iron Man 3 because that bullshit they pulled. Yeah. That was a fucking DCEU move. That's what that was. <laughs> I will say it's more enjoyable than Captain America 1. There's people who love Captain America 1, but uh, I, don't, I don't like I don't like. I mean, I'm saying I don't like going back in time, and then Wonder Woman absolutely was going back in time. <laughs> it's better than Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 100%. I'm, you know I'm very low on that movie. <laughs> um, that might be it. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's fighting to get up there. Ow. Hulk? Definitely better than the first, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, that's no brainer. I don't even really count that. I know. It's weird. That came out after Iron Man, but it almost feels like... Maybe it's because it was Ed Norton. It wasn't even Mark Ruffalo. It was one of the first three MCU movies. I think it was Iron Man, was Iron two. Man 2, Hulk. And I think Hulk was after Iron Man 1. Mm, it might have been, but I don't think for sure. I think so. I think it was. That might be it. Because Captain Marvel's better than Shazam. Black Panther's oh. obviously better than Shazam. Why can't I think of Doctor Strange as 100% better than Shazam? 2008. It might be better than both yeah, the was. Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Absolutely. I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just said that's a good reaction. It's got to be the last episode. <laughs> it's got to be the last episode of the pod. Um, yeah, it's in the lower. You're You're right. And that's the best they got to offer. And don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I think 90% on Rotten Tomatoes is too high for this movie, though. I think it's like a 98? 90. Oh, that seems kind of fairish. The bar was so low. People get surprised. Jason, I want to give you a real quick reminder. Real, real quick reminder. Avengers Infinity War is sitting at 85%. <laughs> We've been over this so many times. Real quick reminder, Shazam is 5% better than Rotten Toma- on Rotten Tomatoes than Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> um, I had a question for you, but you made me forget by going on this rant. Did your laptop just die? No, I just exited out of everything. Were you mad? Is that why? I accidentally did it, yes. Oh, no, yeah, I was pissed off at you, you fucking... Dude, I had a... What were we talking about? Re- retrain my thought, please. Oh, I remember now. Okay. Okay, so I understand what a director does. Yep, directs. What exactly does a producer do? He produces. But what? Okay. Like, what's the difference between an executive producer and the director? So the executive producer executively produces Okay, but what does it mean to produce it? I believe the director is the man on set. So he is on set. When it comes down to it, he is the one in charge of telling actors, I want you to have this emotion in this scene. I want you to do it this way. Do another shot. Do another shot. Do another shot. He directs them. Very much so. Okay. In the name. The producer is more behind the scenes, pre-production, post-production, creating what the story is going to look like, helping create and choose the final product. While the director, depending on... So you look at something like Spider-Man 3, the Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi had his vision. The Sony producers made him throw Venom in there. Okay. So he did. So do producers have more leeway than directors? I think it depends. Because, like, Kevin Feige pr- produces, he's, has produced every single Marvel movie. And so he's has been a producer in some capacity. He has been in charge of the overall story and how the movie looks and the shape of the movie and what direction they go. The director is the guy out there every single day saying, this is what we're shooting. I want it to look this way. I want this action scene to go this way. I want this shot to look like this. I want you to have this emotion in this scene and say the line this way. 
director's more hands-on approach to it. I think producer's more big picture. There's a team of producers for big picture. The director is the one man in charge. He is the boss on the job site. Okay. Yeah, I never really understood. I asked Riley that question, and she didn't have a very good answer. That was my answer. I don't want to embarrass her. She thought producers were the people that paid for the movie. Like, funded the movie. No, they'd work for the studios that... That's what I told her. I was like, no, babe, the studios fund the, the, the movie. I think they make the final decision, but it ain't coming out of their pocket. They get fired if they make bad decisions. No, yeah, but I think, but I think what she was saying is, like, the producer... You know what I mean? Like, Kevin Feige's paying for... Yeah. No, that is incorrect. That's okay, though. <laughs> I, I didn't know, so I can't, I can't shame her. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, I had another... I had a come-into-life moment yesterday I was going to tell you about, but I forgot. Did you see the light? No, not a coming to life. I don't know why I said that. It was like a realization where I realized something that I never knew before, but it'll have to wait. Wow, did you know Paramount Pictures distributed some of these movies? The MCU movies? or Yeah. I'm on the MCU page. It says, I know The Incredible Hulk was distributed by Paramount, and that's why they cannot make another solo Hulk movie, because they have all of the... They don't have the right to Hulk. They have all of the... Um, what the fuck is it? Like selling and distribution. They have all the Ancillary. distribution of it. Um, I don't know if they I don't know if Paramount did that. It might have been Or Universal. Because um Iron Man. All three Iron Mans were distributed by Paramount. I think it was Paramount funding Marvel before Marvel Studios was actually created. And then Universal Pictures, yeah, the Incredible Hulk distributed the Hulk. Yeah. So they own the Hulk? How does that work? Again, they own the character, so they can use him in Infinity War. So it's like the Sony thing? No, it's different. Sony owns Spider-Man. Okay. So Sony has to say, yes, he can show up in your movie. Marvel, they can do whatever the fuck they want with Hulk. But if they create a Hulk movie, then they step in and say, we own the right to distribute this. We can Mm. just not fucking release it. But if he shows up in an Avengers movie, they're saying, this is the Avengers. I wonder we are what, using our character in an Avengers movie. You have no right to it. What line does that? Like, where can you draw the line? Great question. Like, let's say it was a movie. Obviously, it's going to have anymore. Let's say it was a movie about Black Widow and Hulk's, like, love, whatever. And Hulk is a prominent character the yep. entire way. But they just name it Black Widow. Could they get away with that? No clue. Or you look at, like, the She-Hulk Hulk TV show. And the Hulk is supposed to be a prominent character in that. Mm-hmm. How much does he have to be on screen for them to say, okay, that is now you creating a Hulk property that you're putting on your platform. We want to put it on our platform to stream. How does how does Sony get the the entire right? Like, why would the why would Marvel sell one character? I don't get that. They were going under. They're going to go bankrupt, and they knew that the, he was a very popular character. They could make money off of. So Sony bought the rights to Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man related characters. So Marvel wouldn't go bankrupt. That's crazy. Here they are years later, one of the biggest companies in the world, and they can't fucking get him back now. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. No, even if they're going under, no, like, DC would never sell Superman. You know what I mean? Superman, yeah, no. Like, they would just keep it. But Spider-Man is the equivalent to Superman in terms of popularity. Yeah, um, it's they sold the movie rights to him or well, well, yeah, but so I, like Marvel still was in charge of like the animated shows. But I guess DC is owned by Warner Brothers now. But that's just crazy. 
It's just that, that wouldn't happen today because everyone would hold their property so close to their vest in case they could have something like what the MCU has. You know what I mean? But like intellectual property is a lot more uh, valued in today's world. Possibly. I don't know logistics of it. I'll be honest. So... In 1998, Marvel emerged from bankruptcy with a reorganizational plan that merged the company with Toy Biz. The courts determined that the original contract of Marvel's rights to Gollum has expired. In 1999, Marvel licensed Spider-Man rights to Columbia, a subsidiary of Sony Pictures Entertainment. MGM disputed the legality, claiming it had Spider-Man rights via canon 21st century. Oh, there was like a big old fight for him, apparently. Makes sense. It's like arguably the number one selling superhero. Okay, so... The two studios, so it was between MGM. MGM at one point had it through Canon or whatever, through other shit. So Marvel was just renting Spider-Man. They were pimping out Spider-Man, apparently. Well, that's the thing is they didn't have a production studio at the time, I don't think. Yeah. So it was like, here, use our character. We'll make money off of him. So the two studios made a trade-off in March 1999. Columbia, which is Sony, relinquished its rights to create a new 007 series in exchange for MGM giving up its claim to Spider-Man. Columbia acquired... James Bond got traded for Spider-Man. Columbia acquired the rights to all previous scripts. Here's the trades you don't hear about. Player to be named later was Agent 007. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Fun fact. Never seen a James Bond movie. Me neither. I don't think I ever really care to. I like action movies, too. I feel like they would be good if I watched them. But I have not. So, Sony's 1998 license covering all Spider-Man films, including 900 characters, really, just everyone. Anyone, any of his, like, any of the one that I think was in, like, the Spider-Man comics as, like, introduced in the Spider-Man comic, they have the rights to. That's wild. Mary Jane, Venom, Mysterio, Green Goblin. Is there any, okay, so, uh, Silver Surfer is, like, a Fantastic Four, but he also serves a bigger purpose with, like, uh, what is his name? Galactus. Yes. Is there anything like that in Spider-Man do you, of that you know of? Like where Green <sighs> Goblin is like part of this bigger Marvel picture? I'm sure yes. it might be, but... I can't think of it for the life of me, but I know there is a prominent one. So they have to... Um, I almost re- want to say Osborne, the Green Goblin. Like, technically the Green Goblin is Spider-Man, but Osborne, the human guy, was technically like Marvel. Some weird shit like that. Hmm. There is an answer to that, yes, where, like, Marvel can use them. Like, Marvel owns rights to this character, but so does Sony. So they have to release a new Spider-Man film every five and three quarters years. So is that why Into the Spider-Verse was created? Because do these Disney ones count? Oh, for sure. Spider-Man film. It's released through Sony. It's not... Yeah, it's not a Disney film. Yeah, but... They produce it, but it is released as a Sony film. Well, I was going to say it lined up because Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014 and then Spider-Verse was like 2018. So that would have made sense in a timeline standpoint. Um, in December 2014, following the hacking of Sony Pictures, Sony and Marvel Studios were revealed to have discussions about allowing Spider-Man to fill prepare in Civil War. Oh. Uh, fun fact about... Instead, before you start, sorry to interrupt. Sony had considered having Sam Raimi return to direct a new trilogy. um fun fact about the uh, must make a movie every however so often 
There's one. Oh, there's a good example of this, and you're about to tell it to me. And it's gonna piss me off. Fantastic Four. Yes. There's a. I believe it's 1994. Um. Yeah, I think it's the 1994 one. They filmed a movie and created a movie and never released it anywhere. <laughs> Just they so they never could put keep it, it in theaters. They never. They did DVDs. I want to say. But they said, we made a Fantastic Four movie. We still own the rights. Wow. Budget was only one and a half million dollars. <laughs> Do you know there's a Spider-Ham? Um, they have little Spider-Ham shorts? No way. Into the Spider-Verse producers, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller expressed interest in developing animated shorts starring Spider-Ham. On February 18th, 2019, it was revealed that the short film Spider-Ham, Caught in a Ham, would be released on February 26, 2019, along with the digital release of Into the Spider-Verse. We need to review just the short. <laughs> Do a movie scale. I fucking love Spider-Ham. <laughs> they need to make a Peter Porker the Spectacular Spider-Ham. That's great. <laughs> oh, brother. All right, Ty, you got anything else? I don't. This is a fun pod. What got, do you think? It uh, got serious. What do you think Aunt May's name is? Aunt... Aunt May Porker. Okay. <laughs> Mary Jane's name is a uh, because Mary Jane Watson is Mary Jane Water Buffalo, and she's a water buffalo. <laughs> she gained a little bit of weight. And there's also Mary Crane Watso, which is the Crane version of Mary Jane Watson. Oh. Apparently, J-, J Jonah Jameson is J Jonah Jackal or slash Black Jackal. Mm. Ethnicity swap. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Daredevil is? What? It's fucking deer devil. <laughs> it's a deer. He's a blind deer. He's running out in the middle of the streets. <laughs> what do you think Ghost Rider is? What? Goose Rider. <laughs> the Hulk is Hulk Bunny slash Dr. Bruce Bunny. Dr. Octopus is Dr. Octopussy Cat. <laughs> It would have been so much better if they made Dr. Octopus like a like a frog. Something fucking random. <laughs> Kingpin is just King Pig. Oh. <laughs> ham on ham action. Godzilla was in this apparently? Fuck yeah. As Hogzilla? As a pig slash dinosaur? I'd watch that movie. You make Godzilla versus Spider-Man. I'll watch it. You fucking send that to me right now. Iron Man was Iron Mouse. That's pretty lame. Thor was third Dog of Thunder. There's literally a Frog Thor comic book. That exists. Why, did you, why didn't you just use what already exists? Well, I think these are all just like to be funny. Uh, Doctor Strange is Croctor Strange. He's a crocodile. Fuck yeah. I'm cool with that. There's a lot of these, dude. Ant-Man is just Ant-Ant. And he's just an ant. They <laughs> <laughs> should have made Ant-Man the only human in the entire thing. <laughs> he's just man-ant. He's like, yeah, he's actually an ant, but he just turns into a human. <laughs> oh, this is great. Dracula, I guess, wasn't it? Human Torch is a gorilla. He's a simian torch. The Avengers are the Scavengers. What does that sound for? I don't know. <laughs> the scavengers, maybe? The scavenger. Oh, it's the scavengers. <laughs> Not the scavengers. <laughs> this is a great pod, everybody. So <laughs> I'm done. I, I I'm embarrassed. Be a good friend. Everybody.
Hey, y'all got any $2 bills? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.